to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on in the FGC over the last week or so. Uh, today, I have a very special guest. Uh, you may know him as Tanner Rubert, <laughs> a.k.a. King Hippo. <laughs> no, I, I gave it that French affectation because... Uh, I, I had done that before. I guess I just assumed because I'd only read your name, hadn't actually mm-hmm. heard you say it before. And you were like, actually, no, not that fancy. Yeah, <laughs> just, I knew, you know, I'd, I'd take credit for it if I could. But um, <laughs> no, it's just plain. I'm sorry. I'm boring. No, that's OK. Uh, mm-hmm. I only say it that way because uh, I don't know if I've said this on the show before, but I actually have a, a liver disorder. It's a very common disorder that actually a lot of oh. people, I think, have. That they might not know about it, but it's called Gilbert's syndrome. And that mm. sounds fancy until you look at it on paper and just Gilbert's syndrome, which is a lot uh, worse. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm I'm used to giving things that, uh, <laughs> or just assuming a French flair. Yeah, no, that little fine, you know. that little nice at the end. I mean, who who doesn't you know who among us doesn't do that? You know, I go to Target. <laughs> exactly. I to Target. I don't go to Target. I'm sorry. I don't know what um, you know Rube store you're going to. I go to Target. It's very high end. Yeah, um, it's the best the best <laughs> possible Doritos and frozen treats. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, same shit. Well, I, I don't know. They've their Target trail mix is good. It's expensive. Yeah, though. I mean, you know, you can get a I'll decent pretzel there. I guess I don't know. <laughs> uh, no. Anyway, that's the, we're not here to talk about Target. Uh, no, we're here to I talk. <laughs> Uh, we're here to talk the target of the conversation, though. Oh, there's a few is, targets. Yeah, is uh, oh Jesus Christ! I didn't think about that transition. Uh, but before we get no. into before we get into all that, before we get into the meat of the show of what we came here to talk about, uh, let's get into pitch right up front. Uh, I like to let people kind of let people know where they can find you on the internet, kind of what projects you have going on so that people can't avoid it at the end of the show. We're going to throw that right up front so they can't avoid the shill. So shill all you can. All right. Well, uh, I'm glad you asked because uh, I actually made a list. Uh, so I, I thought of, you know, how best to describe my brand. And uh, you can hear that. That's my legal pad here. I've written <laughs> down my brand, as it were. <laughs> so you can follow me at, at KingHippo42. That's on Twitter. And if you follow me, this will, as the list says, uh, there's three things. Um, for high quality uh, Sailor Moon and Persona shit posts, memes, and clips, uh, you can follow me for very long winded Twitter rants that are full 240 characters about anything that I'm thinking about at that moment. And occasionally I will get weepy about the Beatles. So if any of those three things tickle the ivories of your fancies, then please. At King Hippo 42. I also have a website uh, that is given that is a uh, run through WordPress. It's them's fighting words with two exclamation marks at WordPress.com. It's where I post my blog and um, 
hasn't been updated probably in a little while, but uh, that is where I do post my personal blog. And uh, that's pretty much all. That's pretty much all I've got. I didn't know about. I didn't know you were a Beatles fan. That's not something oh, that came across to me. I had not seen. Oh, no, massive fan. Massive. Fan. I have I've, to ask I've, you f- favorite album. Um, it's a tie. I this, this is honest truth. It's a tie. Abbey Road, and Rubber Soul. Oh no, Revolver Man. Revolver is the correct answer. You're asking, you're asking me <laughs> to pick between my children. You're like this is what you're asking me, and I can't. It's hard to do it. You know, I might Beatles for sale. I could probably take out back and give you know elbow it in the neck or something. But a lot of those other ones, I just can't do it. So it's it's really hard. I actually did a thread on Twitter of all my favorite Beatles albums, from, Beatles songs from like each album. Fair so enough. So I yeah, and that took me like two hours of my life, and it's a stuff I'll never get back. So. You can tell I'm really, uh, I really got nothing going on. So let's continue Uh, with this exciting interview. Well, no, for all the Zoomers out there who might not know or actually have listened to, because that's the thing, is that I hadn't actually listened to a full Beatles album until like much later in my life where I was like, that's the beat, that's like... Because all you know about are the hits growing up. You, know, you do, yeah, you do. And, and then I, my thing was, so I got into Beatles when I was in high school, and I, I was playing Beatles rock band. And oh, it occurred to me as I, I was playing, and see, it worked. So harmonics, you know, if you did one thing right, it was Beatles rock band. Um, what occurred to me was how many of those hits I didn't realize were the Beatles, and that they all were grouped together. Like it was nuts. I, mm-hmm. I would think, oh, I know this song, and then it's like, oh, that's also the Beatles. It's like what? Mm-hmm. And like some of their experimental stuff or like what they did with recording back in the day was like, oh man, this is actually, this is further out than I anticipated that a rock band could be at this time. In the 60s. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's old yeah. hat now. All of it is old hat now, which is why that movie that came out where it was like the, the guy discovers the Beatles and he's the only one that knows the Beatles. I, I'm like, why would that work in the modern age? All this stuff has been done, but you know, maybe mm-hmm. it wouldn't. So that's, yeah, and I, I mean, that really draws you in is the, because, you know, they get a bad rap as uh, technically poor musicians. And I think that's not fair. Um, mm, uh, fair enough. I, I always yeah. like the, the interview question of someone asking Paul McCartney, is uh, Ringo Starr the best drummer in the world? And his response was, he's not even <laughs> the, the best, best drummer, drummer in the, in the Beatles. Beatles. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and he, he did his job, his workmanlike job. That's all he did. He also said a hard day's night, which contributed to the naming of the eponymous song. So I give Ringo some slack. <laughs> okay, also, yeah, I think you're the garden secret banger. I think you're the only one uh, who, th- I'll, who I'll die has on that, that opinion. And uh, I'll I let will... you. Ha- I'm not going to fight you on that. You can. Okay, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> that's I'm going to die on that particular hill. <laughs> okay, but we're not here to talk about Beatles stuff, unless you want to get Sadly. into a fight over. Yeah, well. I don't know who 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 can say really. Uh, yes, I have sure. no idea what the demographic is of this. <laughs> of that's actually the I don't know how the many age. how many sixty to seventy five year olds. <laughs> I'm sure they're thrilled. I I don't know the answer to that. And if hey, well, if you, you find yourself hey, in that, uh, in well, that it's demographic. time to tune up those analytics, boy. Because <laughs> let me tell you, you're missing out on a key demographic. Yeah, I can I, use these words in sentences, and they make me sound smart. Surely, no. Anyway, yes. no. We're here to talk about fighting game stuff. Oh uh, yeah, those, yeah. What are those? Yeah, it's you know, it's something that happened last weekend, maybe. Uh, yeah. If, if you're listening to this chronologically, uh, Canada Cup just happened, 2019. Uh, Canada Cup is 
still a premier tournament, which is that's a that's an interesting one. That's a, a thing that you can say. And I'm not trying to like disparage anyone. So I'm not trying to say that anyone who is doing work at Canada Cup is is trash. I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum here if, if they enjoy it. And from all reports, it seemed like everyone had a really good time this year at Canada Cup, which was in Calgary, mm-hmm. versus what it was last year in Toronto, yeah. and it was tied up Tra- with a... Yeah. With a traditionally in Calgary, as far as I know, too. Correct, uh, yeah. Traditionally, yeah. They went back to their roots this year. Yes, uh, yes. And, like... And so, I, I don't know. It looked like it was run a little bit better. But the one thing I do want to pull out mm-hmm. is that uh, Ben Q, speaking of pulling out, they seem Ooh. to have pulled out at the oh, yeah. like the last minute, and they just didn't show up with any of the equipment that they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is not the first time that they've done this. It's it's uh, it's certainly not. Um, so with Ben Q, this also happened at Celtic Throwdown, mm-hmm. uh, where at the last minute um, they were told that they were not going to have their monitors. Uh, and I, I don't remember. I know at, Cal- at Canada Cup, Ben Q did end up pulling through mm-hmm. late, but eventually, I don't know the Celtic Throwdown. Um, Zowie stepped up. Okay. Oh, good. no, it was. Oh, shit. Was it Zowie or was it Asus? I thought it was Asus. It was Asus. Yes, okay. correct. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I was remembering that incorrectly. Anyway, not important. Uh, I mean, it is important because they... Somebody, somebody pulled through is the, is the thing. But but um, yeah, and, and also I've heard that this has also happened in some Latin American tournaments and some other smaller tournaments. It's mm-hmm. not much publicized, but it's the same thing happened where BenQ has um, not really gone through with their commitment uh, in a timely manner. Which becomes an issue when you consider that BenQ is the official monitor of the Capcom Pro Tour. One would think that maybe a little extra effort would be put towards helping out with those events. You would think. You would one think. One would think. I, I don't know. I don't run that business. That's not for me to say. But it uh, seemed, to me at least, this year seems like they've been really slacking on in that department and maybe uh maybe capcom looks for another company to be the official monitor of the uh the cpt perhaps well that would certainly be um the best way to do it i think um and you know joe uh in my line of i guess you could say work more like i would say a hobby uh i i've looked into a lot of these you know um, esports tours and how they're run and the kind of uh voodoo economics that sort of uh, go behind them and uh, one of the things that really astonishes me is that even with, um, you know, a, a, a decent budget put into them and people that, uh, you know, it seems well run on the surface, uh, th- there are a lot of things that can just go badly wrong. And um, you can just hope they fix it the next time. I, I actually wrote an article about um, the Injustice 2 Pro Tour, I think which had an official name, um, and I, I, it might have been Injustice 2 Pro League. So this was done in 20, 2017. Yeah, 2017 when the game first came out, that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there was uh, massive inconsistencies. It was released um, without knowledge of when the European – or without the dates for the European sections of the tour. Um, it was only released in the fine print of like a Samsung – because it was partnered with Samsung Samsung. 
Uh, there was a, a sweepstakes you could enter, and it, that revealed that the the um, grand finals was not going to be the same place it had been for Mortal Kombat. It was in fact going to be in Chicago, but nobody knew that ahead of time, or at least it wasn't announced like in a big formal announcement, other than buried in kind of fine print somewhere. And then there was also an incident in which um, there was a tournament for Europe that took place online. And there are two relatively well-known players uh, named Shark Teeth and Tekken Master, both of whom are from Bahrain, which is in the Middle East, was not considered a European um, place that you could, you know, you could enter the tournament from. Right. Now, eligible region or whatever they make. Now, their sponsor, which I think is the Nasser, I believe the name is. Yes, correct. Argued that, you know, these are very important players. They don't have a chance in the Middle East to attend one of these things, and the closest thing they have is this European Cup. We really would like you to make an exception. Eventually, um, you know, the people that run the Injustice 2 Pro League, which I believe is a, is a Chicago-based firm called Intersport, does, like, the managerial part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be wrong on – I am not. I don't think I'm wrong on that one. It's Intersport that mainly runs it. NRS obviously fits the, fits the bill, and Warner Brothers and AT&T, I guess, by proxy. Uh, so what ended up happening was that Shark, Ma- Shark Teeth and Tekken Master flew to Turkey, which is closer to Europe. Not exactly. A lot of people wouldn't consider it Europe, but it's close. And they played in the online um, European Cup. Um, some players did have a problem with it, but in the interest of fairness, everyone could have agreed that maybe it was uh, the right thing to do. Uh, maybe about two or three weeks later, they announced the intercontinental online uh, wing of the Injustice 2 Pro League, which included the Middle East and uh, parts of Australia. Now, one would think, well, if you knew there was going to be a Middle Eastern portion, why go through all this uh, this hullabaloo, this foo to get these two to play uh, when you knew something was coming up in the pipeline? Uh, or did you not know and you just made it up? I don't know. We'll never get the answer to that. It's just a question I have. But it's just an example of one of these ways in which these things happen, these weird business things and inconsistencies, and and nobody really is asking the questions. It's just, well, I guess that's how it is until they fix it. So with BenQ, you know, maybe this is the thing where they're not actually – because if you think about it too, I I don't want to put the whole blame on the organizers themselves, but I did talk to someone who kind of works in the you know logistics part of shipping out monitors and things. And they wondered how a a business or something that was a serious business that was needing those monitors, how this wasn't hammered down maybe a couple days before. And and, and at the last minute, everybody's got their hair on fire because it really shouldn't. It's one of those things that shouldn't happen because they can redirect the monitors they ship to somewhere else. Um, It's just a lot of, you know, there's a lot of red tape involved. So you would think that all this would be resolved, not the day of the first day of the tournament, but Right. You know, like how and, many things actually have to go wrong before you end up not having what you need day of? Yes, exactly. Is this Ben Q just being bastards or is this, um, you know, uh, communication breakdown between several parties? It could be one or the other. Um, I tend to lean towards the latter because that's what I see constantly is just these breakdowns in communication from people mm-hmm. who um, just aren't that serious. And, and when I mean when I mean serious is that their intentions may be serious, but they're uh, prison, but they're, um, when it comes to execution, their execution, yes, is not very serious. Yes. Or like the, it's like big dreams, but no follow through, no follow through or, uh, you know, you lack the sense to, to really do it. You can toss your way into it. Sure enough. But when it comes down to it, you know, 
and and like i said i it, it could be either or i'm just this is my opinion that it's probably a little bit of the latter because i would imagine Capcom would not want their official tour again if they care that much because i kind of doubt it sometimes uh well <laughs> i don't you know, know. And, and that's, not, that's not to slag the people that work there i there's some great people that work there i think carolyn dow is fantastic i hell, hell of agree with that that's yeah she's absolutely. one of the best things to to happen to that that yeah, side I, of the I business if, for a long time i don't know if hans still works there but he you know he was good no um and uh you know i don't want to talk about michael martin but you know aside from that i i like the people that work there and uh, I just sometimes it just seems like there's not a lot of seriousness that goes into it. Um, and, you know, like I did write a big article, too, about how bad the and this was a while ago. And it's changed since then. I have I have agreed the 2019 tour was for the better. But the changes from 2017 and 2018, I thought, were were really quite poor. And I, I don't know who advised them on it other than, mm-hmm. well, we really just needed to seem more prestige. So we we don't we you know we need to make sure tournaments happen in these places and this amount of points is worth it and not so much this many points and you know it now it's all and again it's all sort of working as they go i'm sure this is all you know it's i'm sure it's the job of like two people right it it honestly kind of feels that way a lot of the time that a lot of the the pre-planning and like the whole entire schedule seems like it might be like a one-person job honestly well i think well or it's or it's farmed out like i know one frame link did like the schedule Ooh, okay yeah so it's again when you, the more the more you add to the pot the less of a stew this is going to be you know this is not a, a rest of development you got a stew going this is more of a uh, mm-hmm. sort of odd concoction that no one really wants but you know it works in the you know in the interim so yeah now i've kind of always felt that way about the online ranking events just because mm-hmm. like i mean i've run an online tournament for years a decent like, while for for quite some time <laughs> yeah and just just seeing how things are run year after year and knowing everyone's response to those tournaments mm-hmm. is just like boggles the mind man and some, like sometimes yeah and just knowing like how smash gg is run and how so many people have take such umbrage with that being a terrible user experience i don't know that's but I've had some know. issues. I've had some issues. It's, um, it's a it's a great. It's like you know. I've said this before. I think, but you know that. I don't know if you have ever seen this, but the image of the. Or I think this is an actual product, but it's that Swiss Army knife that has like a thousand tools in it, or like a hundred <laughs> or so tools, and yeah. it's just this like massive brick that has like these two little red bits at the end, and just like thinking about that of like, man, it can do so much, but then when you think about actually using a thing yeah. that is like a foot long, uh, <laughs> because it has so yeah. many tools fucking jammed yeah, really, into it. Yeah, I'd really like to just do these two or three things really well, and then I'm, you know. I'm, yeah, it just becomes a little bit cumbersome, let's say, yeah. even though it is capable, technically capable of doing so much, which that system totally is. It just sure, when, yeah. when you go to use the pliers, it's it's, it's a bad experience. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but no, other than that, it seems like Canada Cup this year was a, a basically a success. Uh I feel a little bad for Ceroblast uh, with the OCV. Oh, and yeah, then, that's, that's, Daigo really took the thunder out of that one. It's like I don't, I don't know why it. I don't know why I thought about this, but like 
that whole situation reminded me of that uh, the older Chappelle joke of the president and <laughs> you never figured that someone's so famous until someone sucked their dick and then they became famous. <laughs> I was yeah, like, this is, is this Mr. A president similar situation? The ambassador's dick. <laughs> Which that that's a, that's a great set from him. Uh, say what you will about his current stand-up, but anyway, it's uh, it's classic bit. But it just kind of reminded me of like, man, people are like getting all the hype about Daigo's reaction to this thing. It's like, wait a minute, Saro completely destroyed everybody. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how it goes, you know. And uh, when you got to clip a moment, and it's also it's Daigo who is uh, sometimes stoic to a fault, mm, and yeah, everyone loves when Daigo lets his. Uh, he looks like you know a newly hatched chick. His hair, you know, just perfectly quaffed and fuzzy. When it lets, when it gets let down, everyone wants to see it. And, you know, if he's karaokeing, that's going to get ten thousand views immediately. And it doesn't matter how he did in the tournament. So I, I do feel bad for Sarah Blast. You're right, but a lot of people want to see Daigo act act like a fool. So uh, what can you do? But yeah, anyway, no, that's that yeah. was that was Canada Cup. Any other thoughts yeah. on Canada Cup? Well, yeah, and just one last thing about Canada Cup is that. I've been very critical of Canada Cup, um, and not it's. Uh, I wouldn't say that the running of the tournament, which which in past years has not been particularly well, um, and you know, and, and they've made some improvements here and there, and you know, and and I've I've kind of talked about though, like my problem with Canada Cup is is more ideological. It's more Canada Cup kind of went into this mode where it went from like a really kind of more of like a broad major, like we would think of to it really started to be it or it, it certainly wanted to cultivate this feel of a high roller elite event with like only the best players. I, I and I would argue they've certainly cultivated that feeling mm-hmm. definitely in the later, the latter half of street fighter four going to street fighter five. And now you have it where, you know, Oh, we have Instagram models and we have Shang Tsung and Liu Kang and mm-hmm. the original dragon ball voice actors that everybody wanted to see. And I just feel like, these are the thing. And, you know, Lapshi has talked about how he wants to have VIP sections and limos and this stuff. I just feel like it caters to a sort of weird bouginess that I, I feel is antithetical to what I believe the FGC to kind of revolve around and who kind of plays fighting games. But like I said, it's an ideological difference more than I don't think they're capable. And I've also had my criticisms about his own um, cryptocurrency expenditures, uh, yeah, which I didn't we- think much of really haven't talked about that yet which is really its own thing that is just a another notch in the the belt of failed experiments within well as as you know as you know with all cryptocurrency expenditures the main thing that you want to look out for or the main thing that shows that it's very very legitimate is that when it first opens up for buy one person buys everything and they sell out and then they have to go well you got to come back for the next round somebody just believed in the vision and bought everything um, which is very on the up and up and is in no way uh, a common tactic that everybody does to make it look like um, this Wild West bullshit actually matters. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But I have, you know, my criticisms about that, and um, I think that is more where my criticism comes from. I recognize that it's not, it, it sometimes is not popular to say I have an ideological difference with you, which is why I don't, I, I don't want him to fail in the sense of like, I don't want him to go like broke or homeless. So that'd be terrible. That's a terrible thing. But I do, I do feel like, um, he's, he's in the business, uh, for himself in a sense of like, 
he wants his tournament to look like I'm spending a lot of money on it and this is important. And I think it that weirds people out. And I and you can look at I I know Canada Cup this year didn't have a great turnout. Um it was it was better probably than the pre-rage numbers looked like because the pre-rage numbers were were not very good. But I'm sure it, in the end it kind of pulled out to a decent one. But I think that you you can kind of tell that people, especially after last year, were just not were seeing that they were making these moves really based on getting the brand um out there and not is was it about the players so much or was it about making it cool and the brand is cool and Canada Cup and all this stuff? It's a very strange thing. Um I, I don't see a lot of tournaments. Well, like Evo does it too, but Evo is also got a, a way bigger legacy. Um I, and frankly they should be criticized all the same. I have the same criticism, but mm-hmm. that is where of my, you know, I, I don't wish anyone to go there and have a terrible time and laugh at them for doing so. But I do also know that there were people that were going to go regardless. Um, because it's because it is a premier event and it, it is always going to have um the benefit of the doubt because you know Lapshi's you know an FGC good old boy at this point you know that he's, he's not gonna he's not gonna have one or two bad events and then people will just not go to his tournaments anymore he's always gonna have tournaments that are you know attended by the most well-known and given you know a lot of credence to by the very high level people or the very influential people, because that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, is that fair? I don't know, but it is what it is, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose. I mean, it, you're not wrong when you say it's it. When people say and the Illuminati, it, it's not exactly. Yeah, uh, I had a. It's not really a, that far off. No, really. I had a mutual I mean, as... a mutual friend on Twitter named Paul, and he referred to uh, what a lot of this the the older members of the scene he calls they have this weird omerta element to them omerta is a term from godfather which is like the it's like the mob's silence on their illicit activities or mm. what goes on it's and he and it's he was joking but you know it is kind of sometimes because it's you know because anything about the illuminati is always like a, a trash conspiracy because it's also right. just blatant you know if it was so secret it would be a secret we wouldn't know about it but it's just blatant you know Right. Um, and like I said, like, you know, you could look at a tournament like Defend the North had a really bad year, right? They had that tournament where they got the medals that looked like they were uh, chipped off the Statue of Liberty's foot. And, uh, <laughs> you know, they, they had a, a really bad, uh, I think, an air conditioner situation. Um, and, you know, they, they had some, a, a really and bad um, setups and things like that. And I, they're not going to get the benefit of the doubt, I don't think. I could be wrong, but I feel like no one, no one's going to think about Defend the North 2020, and you know Alex Valle is going to run in, and you know he's going to do this babyface run in and save the tournament by running it. So I don't think that's going to happen. Um, would it happen mm-hmm. to Canada Cup? Absolutely it would. Absolutely it would. Is yeah. that fair? Who's to say? Right. I have my uh, opinion, but you know what? I just want to put that out there. No, that's that's not necessarily unfounded. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, but. All right. Well, anyway, uh, speaking of eh, not really good old boys, because it's kind of a oh, no, o- ers situation. It really uh, is. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, so information has come to light uh, in terms of the infiltration domestic abuse case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just kind of forewarning for the next couple minutes or so we're going to be talking about that talking about domestic abuse so if that's something that uh, bothers you in any way maybe skip ahead a little bit mm-hmm. uh, but uh, the thing about this that 
I thought was a little bit, I, I guess it's not, I was going to say surprising, but it's not really surprising is that it doesn't seem to, this, this new information doesn't seem to have uh, picked up anywhere. It seemed to have like come out and there was like no reporting on it. Nobody was really even talking about it. Certainly none of the, the big figureheads of the community were talking about it because of course they won't. Mm-hmm. Uh, that just is in line that makes sense with everything. But anyway, uh, do you want, kind of want to go over the article that came out uh, and the translation of it? Because it wasn't just, uh, I'm under the impression that you had someone help you translate it and, and figure out what was going on here. Uh, well, th- and that's certainly true. So, uh, Joe, before I, I talk about this, I kind of want to explain um, how I, it came to be that I um, talk about this all the time because I certainly wouldn't like to. Um, it's a very, right. uh, very bad subject. Uh, but here's the reality. Uh, when I started writing my blog, it's about 2017, I really tended to focus on um, what I called FTC foibles, which was things that were, you know, th- they were annoying and dumb, but ultimately it was just harmful and you know it was annoying like um i talked about video x games 20 2013 which was like a travesty and nobody got paid and it was just this you know scam for tourism but it wasn't you know it was things and like community squabbles and like the nrs community and that kind of thing just things that were kind of annoying and funny to me um but and in 2018 I, i kind of took this bend toward looking at um what i would consider smaller minority voices in the FGC and kind of looking at their experience in a new light. And I do have to credit a couple people, you know, the old saying is that nothing great ever gets done alone, but only one person gets to credit. And this is certainly true in this case. So um, over the years, you know, I've come to know a lot of people because of the FGC, but uh, two in particular helped me kind of settle into this new role of looking at how we treat certain groups in the FGC. And one of them is my friend Amanda, who you and uh, many of the listeners possibly might know as Romanova. She's a commentator. Um, she's done. She recently did Dragon Ball Fighters at First Attack in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. and uh, she is a uh, community manager at High Res Studios, who makes the game Paladin, which is a first-person um, shooter. Um, and and we we first met at a uh, comic book convention in 2017, and I, I got to know her really well, and I'd consider her one of my best friends, and as a person who is in the FTC and likes to play the games, but also likes to cosplay and commentate. She's very good at cosplay and very good at commentary. Her experiences in the FGC, I noticed were profoundly different from what I had kind of expected as the norm. And I, I kind of got the feeling that, you know, for women, it wasn't always so great, but mm-hmm. it, it really, it, in getting to know Amanda as a person, it really came to, to light to me how, um, sometimes uh, it has a real darker side to it and it can get pretty ugly. Um, the other person I really, really want to credit is uh, Stephanie Brownback, who, again, you and the listeners might know is the QA lead uh, for NetherRealm Studios, who's worked on all their titles, frequently on the stream when they do combat casts for Mortal Kombat 11. And she, I've known her since about 2011. And, you know, she really just in 2018, 2019 started to, Uh, live her life the way she always wanted to. And I started to notice the experience of someone who would do that, who would, um, you know, transition publicly, um, really enlightened me about 
and and she told me once you know that it 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 changed the way she looks at a lot of things too Hmm. and it certainly did for me about the way uh maybe we think about um the trans community and how in even in the fgc when there are many public trans figures that are very well renowned very well respected it's not great for people who maybe aren't in the you know have are there by legacy and so knowing that i started sort of drifting into looking at these situations of you know unfair treatment and you know looking at how the trans community might operate how women might have a harder time in the fgc and so when this infiltration thing first broke this is probably like september of last year i think before before you go on, I want to say that Amanda was on the show before. Oh, uh, was she? Okay. Like over a year ago. Okay. Uh, and it actually turns out that her and I went to high school together at some point. Oh, my God. For There was a year where we went to the same high school. Which Small like, world. We had only found that out like years after it would have mattered. Uh, <laughs> it was just a little funny coincidence of how small the, the world is sometimes. But Oh, the FGC world is terrifically small. Yeah, I, I learn these little coincidences all the time too it's very um, strange but anyway so yeah. go on i just had a little so, interrupt there go back look well, through the history that, that show is um, in there somewhere a little bit of levity probably needed at some points um so when the infiltration thing first broke like many people i um i, I kind of felt that these kind of things don't don't happen as seriously with what we now know to be a third party completely unrelated to both groups releasing this information i had a feeling that this information maybe not every one of it was 100 percent on the dot but i bet a lot of this is true and if it is this is bad this is real bad and somebody's got to do something right well we waited and we waited and i it was a few months i can't remember the exact uh, how long it was exactly but you know panda global uh did uh what they said was there responsibility to the community to investigate the matter and they released that investigation document um and at the time i had this opinion and sadly a year later i think i was proven right sadly that uh that document all that did was clear his name ultimately is what it, did. It, it was one of those things where it could be which as Panda Global, as a company that has to maintain business and re- maintain business relationships with people, mm-hmm. uh, when they release that document and the attached video, which I actually think the video is important to watch as well, mm-hmm. uh, that was released at the same time but hard to find, uh, was, okay, it, it makes sense as to why they would have taken so much time and formulated a... Uh, a response that quote unquote detailed and mm-hmm. I use quotes there because there it's are, not. because it's, it's <laughs> it, it only isn't detailed in the ways where information could be construed the way, like if you want to look at it one of way, some matter certainly may have occurred. Yeah. That is it, what, you know, that, that definitely something may have or may have not happened for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And it kind of is up to the reader in terms of how they want to interpret it, which sure. it it's dangerous is sure. And then also you have to consider the, the actual like legality and laws of, mm-hmm. of South Korea where, mm-hmm. uh, what is the, the word for it? Uh, 
like true def like true defamation or something like that uh, uh yeah truth truthful libel is, yeah truthful libel which is like yeah. an oxymoron but ex excuse you know, uh, yeah won't get into that one but uh so anyway that's at least that was my take at the time i was like okay this is good that they have done the work but in your sure. opinion that might not be the case so much well so here's the thing at the time I mean, even even now, it, this is above and beyond what anybody, any other organization would do. Absolutely. I mean, oh, and they yeah. have the re they have the resources to do it, so that definitely comes into play. So in that sense, it was good. Um, but you know, when you look at like the fine print and you see that, um, so they were working with counsel on their side, counsel in South Korea, infiltrations counsel in South Korea, Capcom's legal counsel. There is a key party missing in that equation. That is the counsel of who I'm going to refer to as Miss X. Um, according to the Panda Global video by uh, Dr. Benet, he said that we reached out for contact and we got no response. Miss X tweeted, who did you reach out to? And said Fibber, which if you don't know, Fib is, well, I guess some listeners probably will know that a Fib is you know, a lie or that you're lying. So we have one side says we reached out, got no contact. One side says I never got contacted. Now, I don't know the answer, but I'm going to ask the question. Is there a legal reason? Because we, as we now know, she was being sued for truthful libel. Is there a reason why she couldn't contact and tell her truth to a third-party organization? Is there a reason why maybe legally that her legal counsel and his legal counsel could not um, work together? on this situation i don't know the answer i'm just i just want to ask the question because we don't have an answer and what it leads to is that you really get one side of the situation and the other side is a mysterious third party who again we now know had no contact with either side releasing these documents they got a hold of um and i really feel like when you look at the at what they put um there are a lot of problems one for example if you remember, the way the document is set up is that left side is allegations, right side is facts. So the idea kind of is you would, as you read from left to right, as you normally would, you're seeing the, the, the untruth or maybe the half truth, and you're going to get the full truth on the right side. I think that's fair to say, right? Yeah, that's, that's about how the document was set up. It's how great. it was set up. Okay, so when you look at, say, the first allegation, the first allegation is in late 2017, player assaulted his then wife. We know that to be true. This is a factual statement, right? When you look over at the facts section on the other side, it says, on October 22, 22nd, 2017, an altercation occurred between player and Miss X following a discussion regarding ending their relationship. Uh, he did not contest the claim made against him at the time, which he attests was on police recommendation and was issued a temporary restraining order. Police report related to this incident could not be accessed. Now, when you put all that together and also feel the need to add what they were discussing it kind of feels like and again this may not have been their intention and i do cite inexperience at handling this kind of thing as a major factor in a lot of these problems that but is something that i kind of want to pull out too because i feel like sometimes whenever we all talk about big situations like this and big pr moves like this like the fg it's very player forward like it's you have a lot of emotions and people out there saying whatever the fuck they want and mm -hmm. no one is trained in pr a lot of the the startups that ha that 
a lot of the companies that are around that run they have uh, no PR. They have, have basically no PR. So they're like it's, yeah. there really isn't that much experience in this and a lot of people no, talking yeah. out their ass, which mm-hmm. I just want to kind of, you know, set the stage that way. That's cer- and that's certainly true. Like, and that's why I wanted to mention that, because I do feel like I said, I, I don't attribute malice to this so much as inexperience, but also we're looking out for ourselves and the person we may or may not have represented and maybe not the victim. Okay. So when you frame it in the sense of this is an allegation, player assaulted his then wife, and then here is the truth, you start to muddle or obfuscate is the word I would use, what the actual truth is. And if you go down the line, there's a lot of things like this. For example, they wanted to list every cockamamie scheme or lie that this um, third party attributed, which is included embezzlement. It included a couple other things, uh, allegations of, um, of cheating or... Um, you know, all that kind of stuff, unfaithfulness, which was all easily proven to be false. But I think when you when you kind of, in the, and it's in very plain language and it's all, it's not like it's color-coded or anything like that, I think it all starts to run together as, oh, all of this was kind of maybe true, but not all of it was true. So, and, and the most egregious, I would say, is that there is a line where it says, the allegation is that Miss X was worried for her safety following the incident. And the truth side says, Miss X made repeated attempts to contact the player. The messages include requests that player not pursue divorce and other statements showing concern for player's well-being, which would imply that if you do that, you're not scared for your life and you're not a victim, uh, which again, puts into question her motives. It then puts the question forward that there is not, this is not what it appears to be. Um, now, if you're now, here's the problem. If they are, their idea is they are taking a neutral stance well, unfortunately, with their language, they have sided with the tormentor because domestic abuse, as we all know, is or as we should know, maybe we don't all know, but we should know it is not just physical violence. It's also mental abuse. It's it's um, gaslighting. It's a lot of other things that make a, situ- a relationship deeply, deeply toxic. So but- when you look at something like that and say, oh, well, she obviously wasn't worried for her life if she was texting him. It's a real dangerous thing. You know, a lot of victims have to go through that when they actually go to court for it or when they mm-hmm. try to go to the police. They have to be told, you're not actually scared if you're doing this. When it's like, maybe right. I am. That is a common legal defensive tactic for abusers to take. Uh, just just for like a little frame of reference, maybe like watch some Law & Order SVU and mm-hmm. they'll be like, well, you texted your supposed rapist, so mm-hmm. that can't, you must actually care about this person. It couldn't have been rape. Uh, mm-hmm. Similar situation like that of like the the mental stress that goes along with something like that is absolutely is not to be uh, taken as fact or like this is how this person felt because they responded this way. Um, right. Because just studies show that that is often not the case or not true. Sure. Absolutely. So when you put this stuff together, it, it again, it creates this sort of picture of they're not really, looking out for the victim and the truth is they don't have her side of the story because they weren't able to contact her and again i don't know the reasons i'm putting some questions out there maybe someone has the answers maybe someone who's well i mean because i i want to put out there i'm certainly not an expert even on united states law let alone the law of you know another nation so if someone you know knows maybe reason why someone couldn't contact it that's fine but um it's always allegations and then this is what happens. So it, it paints this picture of that 
it's all ex- it's exaggerated that it's exaggerated that that this didn't happen the way we think it did even when there was you know transcripts that came out that included some language that i would find uh very disturbing uh monstrous frankly um you know threatening someone's life someone's life and um it's all it's bullshit it didn't happen that way because they also had mentioned that the transcripts that a lot of people saw was presented out of order. Now, what that means is that what you saw, if, if, if you saw, you know, one page, two page, three page, it may have happened been, this is page 16. And then we cut to page 19 and then we cut to page 21. For some reason, you'll see a lot of people say, Oh, that means it was tampered with. It was tampered with. So now it's, it's inadmissible or, you know what? Cause you know, people think they know the law because they watch Law & Order, as, as you might have suggested. But that's not really how these things go. They also, uh, a lot of people like to, and when I say a lot of people, I mean like reply guys on Twitter. So it's, I I want to clarify, I'm referring to like the, the worst of the internet here, but it's annoying because that's what you see. And they make mention of the fact that um, these recordings were not submitted to a trial. And, and again, we know there was no trial. He confessed so they held a, they had a court hearing where a judge read the sentence and that was it because he confessed because they looked at his police transcript and they said, oh, here's a confession. Here's your sentence. Goodbye. There is no, you don't present evidence in that case. No one's arguing for or against it. So there was no reason to present this recording. But so, Tanner, the police coerced a, a confession out of him. Oh, well, they certainly did. So then let's, so let's get back. So my point with that is that I think the PG report, as well-intentioned as it might have been, is coached in so much legalese and is clearly very carefully put together by a series of lawyers who were sympathetic to the cause of the tormentor and not the tormented. It then becomes that document isn't really neutral. It's it's adding to this conspiracy theory. And after I think it's really important to mention, too, that afterwards, infiltrations... They also decided to let him have a response because if you remember the original tweet chain, it's here's our findings document. Here's the video video. Oh, and infiltration asked us to release this statement where he says, uh, it's all bullshit and I'm going to fight it and clear my name. And they also mentioned that he intends to clear his name. So again, you've given the tormentor his case, his pause, his word and silence on the other side. Again, all very, very dangerous for the tormented. But, you know, we, I guess this wasn't a real big consideration. Now, do I think you should nail PG to the pole? No. Do I think they need to be somewhat held accountable for why the public consciousness around this is so that it was exaggerated and not true? Absolutely. And it's, you know what, maybe it's not anybody's particular fault. Maybe it's the fault of an experience the fault of a difficult situation between two different countries where you had to translate and a bunch of other things. But the reality is now we are at the point where two articles came out. And this is again, a long story to get back to my original point or your original question. So there were two articles that came out within a week of each other in the past month, both from the Korean economic daily, which is at the website, hongkyung.com. This is a paper. Uh, this is a private owned paper. So it's a corporatized paper, but it's um it's a it's, it's a legitimate newspaper. This is a this isn't something you know if if you get especially in South Korea where we now we know that libel laws can get really dicey really quick. Is this they, the Infowars of South Korea? 
What's that? Is this the info wars of South Korea? It is not. Okay. Um, they're not talking about, um, you know, uh, you know, uh, chemtrails and all this other stuff. Will this paper turn the frogs gay? It, you know, I don't, I can't say that for sure. Okay. I just um, have to check. <laughs> you know, but we're going to defeat these anti-human scum. That was actually um, too, that was, um, that was, don't do that again. That was too oh, good. <laughs> that was that. like, that was a little, I got, oh, it's, that was, yeah, it's, you, you yeah. frightened me actually. I know. I, <laughs> I'm was, trying to break some levity here. This is a really heavy <laughs> subject. So I'm sorry, but. Um, that, was so, re- that was a really good impression. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I've been told I do good voices. Um, so now let's get back to the Korean Economic Daily. So this is a legitimate, very legitimate newspaper. It came out with an interview uh, with Miss X. So in the interim between the PG report and now, all we've had is infiltration doing streams where he's yelling at his chat about conspiracy, about how she's trying to ruin his life. Uh, that her feminist ways, that's a quote, have influenced her to ruin his life. Um, he even made a, a long tweet thread where he said, uh, I do not intend to pursue those who had personally insulted or made slanderous remarks toward me. However, it has come to my attention that there are still individuals who are attacking me and making a mockery of me. Furthermore, I've discovered that these individuals and their friends have been making countless attempts to damage my reputation within the community. From here on, I will no longer be ignoring such slanders. I will give these individuals one last chance to contact me for an apology. If you spread remarks that damage my reputation, I'd like for you to contact me. Not that it matters if you don't. I'm well aware of who you are, your names, your real name, your nicknames, your real names, and your faces. If you believe you can weather the storm that will result from ignoring this opportunity, you do as you wish. This is the last time I will be forgiving those whose actions resulted in my defamation. I imagine these will ring a bell for aforementioned individuals. That's a threat. By any stretch what? of the No, that's yeah. not. What in that? Show me the threat. Point underline. Did he do uh, that? Well, you know, so, <laughs> yeah, again, who, you know, who's to say he's threatening people? But who's to say? But, you know, so this it's is the kind of thing. elaborate threat. This is kind of the thing he's been doing for the past year. And his wife, the only no thing that we have is that on Twitter, she politely asked that everyone please stop sharing these leaked items because they told me, his lawyers told me they can make this very difficult for me. The implication being that as far as, you know, libel and defamation goes, she was in a lot of trouble over this, right? All over those, these leaked documents. Because if you if you remember correctly, this all happened in 2017, not 2018. So this is already a year old by the time it actually came out. Right. So she was in a lot of trouble over that. Um, and then he did an interview with IGN Korea, which is... Um, you know, in the hallowed records of papers or news sites, you know, the New York Times, uh, the L.A. Times, you know, uh, the Chicago Times, IGN Korea, you know, all these, you know, in the hallowed, you know, levels of news halls. This is top tier journalism. OK, so IGN Korea does an interview with Infiltration where he lays out his long winded explanation of what happened, which he says is, well, you know what? You know, I was trying to divorce her. And she said no, you know, and then uh, I thought she got her phone. I thought she was calling the cops on me. So I grabbed her, tried to grab her phone. I grabbed her wrist. And, you know, you say things in the heat of the moment. You know, everybody gets heated, say some things we don't like. You know, we threaten people's lives. We'd say we're choking them, et cetera, et cetera. Anyways, long story short, cops pull me in, 
throw some trumped up charges at me. I don't know what's happening. I'm scared. And they're saying, you do this or you're going to go to prison. You confess. You take, please just take the easy road out. This is the only chance you have. You know, you don't have lawyer. You don't have counsel. And he's feeling really scared and he doesn't want to do it. But he's, you know, damn it, he signs it anyway. And, and he takes the fine. But you know what? He's been told after two years, this will all be cleared. This is so minor that after two years, his record will be expunged. And he'll be able to go on doing his gaming career and all that. Um, so that's his story. That was in IGN Korea. So then the Korean Economic Daily uh, posts a interview with his ex, Miss X, um, where she tells um, a bit of a different story, to say the least. Uh, she is now suing him for defamation through false information, harassment, and obstruction of her business. And uh, the way she tells it is that w the night of, he was asking for a divorce and she said that at the time she was afraid of getting divorced and didn't really want to, so she said no. And he began throwing monitors and trophies and other objects, uh, violently breaking them. Uh, the, she called the police, the police showed up, um, gave him a warning and said, you gotta stop this. Took pictures and left. And when the police left, uh, he took her phone from her and uh, took her down to the floor and dragged her around. And she said he choked her. And um, she said this went on for a while and she was able to record it uh, with a recorder she uses for her work. Uh, and every time she tried to leave, he would drag her back. So um, she maintained that when the police were finally called, which was by a neighbor, they showed up and that... Um, her clothes were all torn away because of the intensity of the dragging. And that's the paramedics had to take her away by putting her clothes back on her to make her decent. And when she went to the hospital, she was actually diagnosed with uh, inflammation of the wrist and bruising all over her body from the dragging and the strangling. Um, so she got like tendonitis basically kind of from the damage. Okay. And after the, police arrested infiltration the police who arrested him are actually quite perturbed because he said that they lied and threatened him so he would falsely admit to the crime even though he didn't do it he would admit to it to clear his name uh, they are now seriously considering suing him because that is defaming them because they said that that is not what we did there's a transcript that can show that is not that what we did um, as for her the reason she said she didn't submit it was because, again, there wasn't an actual trial. However, now that I'm suing him for false information, I can present these facts as well as my medical, uh, the medical paper I have, which I can also produce because now there is an actual trial that I need to present these. She also said um, she he lied to, you know, remember that Twitter rant where he said, uh, you know, I wasn't going to consider it, but if you apologize, I won't do it. Mm -hmm. Well, he actually did do it. So he ended up suing a couple Korean FGC forums for defamation by truth. Um, he sued her and about eight others from online websites that were kind of uh, talking about the situation. Um, he inspired, he said that it was a conspiracy uh, that they had conspired to ruin his life. They didn't like him. So they decided to go all in on this lie. Judge dismissed that lawsuit uh, because he alleged that she paid off the people to spread his record. Uh, the judge wrote in his ruling that there is no connection between the ex-wife and any of those individuals 
everyone is not guilty. There was no leaks on their part. Um, so she is suing him for that. So the picture gets even worse when a week later there's a yet another um article released. This is also by the Korean Economic Daily, where he again is caught in a bit of a lie here. They go over his what he said was his punishment, which was a fine of about 600 bucks USD, and that he said in two years his record will be expunged. Well, this paper did the legwork, and they said there is no law or there is no way you could get a sentence, and it's just gone after two years. That just doesn't exist. That's not a thing that happens. Um, and, and they confirmed also that the police are interested in you know, possible legal action because they also said that in – the way our courts work is that a judge reads the police transcript that they give him and he puts the sentence forward. The police cannot tell you what the sentence is. Um, they can't tell you what exactly, like if your record will be expunged, they don't know. They, they have no way of knowing that, or if that's even a, that's not a real thing. So now far be it from me to trust, um, you know, things a cop would say, as we know, are you going to trust the cops? Are you going to trust what the cops say? All cops are bad. This is true. At the same time, we, and this is not to, to slander the entire country of South Korea. These are just facts, okay? South Korea has a very high domestic violence rate. Um, the situation is thought of as profoundly differently than we would here in the United States for sure. Um, a lot of these things are considered fam familial disputes that don't need to be handled in courts. So a lot of times they don't actually go to court. Furthermore, um, as we also know, that in most domestic abuse situations here are stateside, uh, a lot of times it's very difficult for the victim to get any footing because they either aren't believed or they don't, the judge doesn't think they're telling the truth. Um, domestic violence is that are uh, accusations that are false, very, very small. Um, that actually go to court, you know, and are written up as false because that's all we can have. You know, anybody could accuse anybody of something. But, you know, of the official information, you know, when we talk about like fake rape assaults and fake accusations, it accounts to about roughly a couple percent. couple percent. It's not I, a whole lot. I think I've looked into it before, and I think back in like, I think it was like 2010. I could be getting this wrong. Uh, I'm actually, I'm pulling these numbers out of my ass. I know I've said them on this show before, but I think it was like mm -hmm. 2010. It was somewhere below like three percent yes it's it's a very small rate so and to go and to then all the trouble the number yeah. and then the numbers of the, of those false accusations that end in convictions is even smaller than that yeah and and even further um you know most false accusations are done by people who are career criminals um, they're either guilty of also large-scale theft uh maybe some other crimes uh so the 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 conspiracy that's painted is that the state of North state, state of South Korea, the police force in South Korea, his wife, uh, who is, uh, as far as I know, sort of just a layman of no real renown or maybe no ties to a really famous family in North in South Korea. And, um, you know, gaming websites and all this have conspired to ruin infiltration. Like, you know, daredevil in the story born again by Frank Miller. Um, well, that was a comic book. And as such, that level, cool. yeah. <laughs> as okay. such, that level of conspiracy is let's constrain that to comic books and fantasy. Okay. Um, 
the amount of coincidences that would have to be true for his conspiracy theory to be not just another lie of several that he's told is way too high at this point. Um, and, you know, again, a big problem with it is that these articles aren't officially translated um, in a lot of ways. I have, you know, I've worked with somebody to help get it translated. Um, and that's the best, you know, you can do, but it's damning. It's damning. It really, I mean, to me, none of this ever, like, you know, everyone says, oh, it wasn't that. Because then you get into the problem of semantics, right? And I'm not interested in the semantics. I'm not interested in hearing somebody, you know, Joe Fuck Bob's opinion on how a bruised wrist is actually not domestic abuse. Um, I'm not interested in hearing about how, well, I want to know what she did to make him mad. I'm really not interested, to tell you the truth. Um, I know what the facts are. And I know that he committed domestic battery against her and has continued to try and abuse her and gaslight her through courts through legal action in fact he intends to sue her think about this this is really craven think about this she wasn't speaking publicly because she was afraid of getting of this lawsuit that he did actually pull against her of you know truthful libel meanwhile he's on his stream yelling at everyone he can find about how he's been framed. His story is just out there constantly. And so under the fear of this lawsuit, she said nothing. Then she wins. Then she wins and it's proved that she can speak her truth. He then sues her or plans to sue her again because he voluntarily removed himself from the Capcom pro tour and thus lost out on money. And it's her fault. And it's her fault. And he's going to take her to court and get his money back for voluntarily removing himself, which again speaks to Capcom's, you know, ineptitude completely on, you know, enforcing any sort of code of conduct, which there's been multiple examples, but that's the most egregious I can think of where a guy can be convicted of domestic battery and then they go, well, he's agreed to not come to tournaments and we just said, that's fine. Well, that was in oh. 2017. I don't know what you're talking That's not this year. This year isn't oh. 2017. All right. Well, anyways, <laughs> so the point being... <laughs> that he's continued to gaslight and hurt her through legal action. And she's also talked about how, because her job is to be a reviewer for social media on social media, promote her reviews and things through social media. She's gotten a lot of harassment from Korean FGC from his fans that it makes it very difficult for her to post something without just getting bombed with, mm -hmm. you know, shit comments. Right now, remember, the whole time she was sort of gagged in the sense legally because she couldn't say what she wanted to say. Now she does, and it all becomes crystal clear. All of these lies and obfuscations, they all fall away, right? So he was using that knowledge of suing her while I'm telling everyone that she's this psycho who's trying to ruin my life. Turns out he's not even right. And he even lied about the basic truths of his own case to Panda Global who then printed that and sort of was like, well, he's going to be fine anyways. I, it's unbelievably bad. It's unbelievable. The, the, the cravenness of something like that. Well, and just the, the point that, that gets to the FGC. Yes. Is that none of this really, nothing, nothing has actually cut off his access to, 
anything. No. No. I, I, I've I, heard people have that argument of, well, he did a, he wasn't able to compete in Capcom Cup. Okay. Oh, God forbid. Fine. Like, that's that's one pro tour that he's not allowed to compete in. Uh, he's allowed to stream. He's allowed to have subscribers. Go uh, to Evo he, Japan. He has a new sponsor. Yep. Uh, which, uh, a stick company out of Korea. Uh, and so his, I mean, his access is not, uh, show me the punishment. Well, like, his life is ruined. You'd say, is he, has he been canceled? Um, so is, is that, is cancel real? Can so, it be real? Uh, so I remember being at Evo this year and I was sitting close to the front row at the women of the FGC panel, which got a lot of press, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there listening to these women talk about how, because some of them were people who had founded organizations. So you had Samantha Persia Hancock, you had Sherry Jennings, and uh, Carolyn Dow, who have all founded organizations that are kind of primarily focused on female competitors. Um, and, you know, you had uh, Ricky Ortiz up there for the trans women experience. And the point being that all these organizations were pretty much founded because a lot of women felt like they didn't have a good spot to go to when they wanted to just talk about what it was like to be in the FGC as a woman. To be honest about their experience. Yes, absolutely. And as I'm sitting there listening to that, I noticed that a couple rows up for me is uh, Tom and Tony Cannon and Shrek, the guy who hands out the medals for you. And they're sitting there and they, you know, they're attending their, your voices are heard. You know, we were proud of this panel. I left that panel. I went to play Samurai Showdown. And as I'm playing in pools, I turn around and look at the big screen. And there up there is Joe, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Versus Infiltration. Right up there on the big screen. And I go, you know what? That's that's kind of shitty. I'm not going to lie. I don't like that. Then I come back a little couple hours later after I've lost and wouldn't you know it? Big old screen. Samurai Showdown champion. Infiltration. There it is, right there. He's showing up on the screen. And I'm kind of thinking. So I just went to a panel where a bunch of women in the FEC explained how they have a difficult time a lot of times. And the reason why they founded these organizations that we all care about so much, apparently, because they felt like they didn't, their voice wasn't loud enough alone or they didn't know who to come to to talk about their experiences and have a good time and i see someone who uh choked his wife threatened her life hurt her so bad that she's got tendonitis and that her body is bruised and her clothes were torn off i see him being grab-handed and hugged by a bunch of these goons uh he on twitter evo said that uh his triumphant return to competition with with uh, Samurai Showdown. It's triumphant from turn from what? Yeah, that, that was. Did they say that? Oh, I didn't. That, hear, I didn't hear that. Point. That was. I really, you know, that I really was my that. question there yeah, at the end. I, I, I didn't. Was, I didn't. Excuse me. Can you finish that? It's triumphant from turn. From what? what was it? Mm. Domestic battery. Oh, okay. Well, you should have mentioned that. That would have been nice to hear. But mm. no. Uh, did they ever offer retraction? Delete the tweet. No, sir. Um. Has Evolution given any statement about the the um, the ban against Leia Guilty Hayes? No. 
Have they talked about that several women were drugged at an after party that they promoted on their Twitter? No. No, they haven't. Which I will actually say uh, is unrelated to the guilty situation because she'll be very vocal about that if we don't say that. Yeah, it should, it should, the be, one it should be clear the... that there was an allegation that she had drugged someone. That is not true. Um, there are plenty of other plenty of other founded incidents of abuse you could level against her. That is not one of them. Correct. The point being that the biggest tournament in the world is giving a platform to a guy who is was in a very a domestic violent incident. He has shown no remorse. He's actively continued to hurt her through courts, through legal system, by saying that she's rotten on his stream. And the idea then being that when you promote this guy, you're telling a lot of women that you can be a bad person to them specifically. And you know what? It's bad, but you know what? We're here to, we're here to play. We're here to press buttons. And that's what's really important. Fighting games are something so great. But he hasn't been mean to me. He hasn't you know, specifically gone out and attacked me. Maybe I'm I'll, a woman who's talked to him. He hasn't ever been aggressive or mean to me. And I'll be very honest. I don't think he is a violent risk at a tournament. Um, despite that what he you know very clearly seems to you know have a short temper, I don't think anyone is in danger at his at a tournament. But you know, it's a little bit bigger than that. I'm gonna use a bad word, ideological even. Um, that I don't think that the FGC as a whole should be a haven for abusive people. I don't think that's a particular shocking take. I think a lot of people would agree with it. Now, the problem comes in actually acting on that and making sure that people who are abusive to other people don't really, we don't really want your involvement. And and to be frank, if you're going to say, well, she isn't part of the FGC, it's a personal problem. I would again, like to direct you to the fact that he directly sued people on a forum and suing is, you know, you're, you're trying to hurt them. You're trying to hurt them through legal means by, you know, making them pay money and all this stuff, his own local community, because they were voicing their discomfort at the fact that he did something so rotten. If that isn't antithetical to the spirit of the FGC togetherness that I've always heard about, I really don't know what is. And if he would do that to people and because he, he had the power to do it, he most certainly would do it anywhere. And I think that kind of thing is why I really wish that someone would take, would, would have the gall, have the stones to just say, you know, in light of this person's behavior, not, not welcome at my tournament. I'm sorry. You know, doesn't, unrepentant unrepentant abuser unrepentantly um abusive and litigate litigative toward his own scene not gonna have it but they were having a fight she was hitting him too oh wow i'm you know i'm sure he has you know a long hospital stay um it, it also like first of all again this is that's what we're talking about this is what you hear it's always what did she do to him I do. I do. People understand when they say that you're telling on yourself what you think about these situations, what you think about women when they they can do something that's so bad they deserve to be choked and dragged around, and it's just as bad. Oh well, she broke his trophy. Holy shit! My God, his trophy that probably cost eighty five dollar trophy. 
But she lied about all the things. Um, well, she was never involved in the original leaks. It was a third party. It wasn't, it wasn't her people. I don't, I really don't know what else to say at this point. Now, here's where I give a little bit of leeway. I tend to think if people saw all this in context, they would understand, okay, someone's, someone's something's sticky here and it's not her side so much as his side sounds rotten. However, with the lack of, you know, official quote unquote official, because I've heard that, you know, oh, is this some Korean rag? Is this Infowars? You said that jokingly. People have asked me, what's the legitimacy of this paper? As if I'm, as if again, that that is what's really important. Did they say that about IGN Korea? No. Veritable journalistic outlet, IGN Korea. But I disagree um, with what this one says, so I need to question its veracity. Yes. Well, so this may be from a more legitimate newspaper. However, I don't like what it says. Therefore, illegitimate. Um, and that is really the crux of where we're at now. The information is there. We've been presented with it. What do you do? And again, I, I, I hate to be cynical because I, I don't like, I really don't like to be cynical, but when you look at, let's say, SoCal, where there you could throw a dart and there is a player of some renown who has been a jagoff or just said terrible things about women on Twitter, on a stream. I just watched uh, a clip of Wednesday Night Fight High Roll Tournament where we saw uh, Lord Bushin style uh, have a match. Uh, if we remember, he was just recently on a stream saying that uh, Sherry Jennings gave hand jobs to her ESL team. And when called out on, he just said, oh, I don't know, man. You know, on the internet, I'm just a different person. I don't know. He's on the stream. He's a big part. Uh, you know, Mike Elna, resident alt-right psycho from SoCal, when he's not talking about how hard men have it and men's rights and the SJWs, uh, he's on stream commentating or playing. He's buddies with a lot of those people. Um, Chris, I think women who wear makeup are insecure tea. Uh, Brent, I, who apparently has a lot of, uh, a lot of theories on why females get into the FGC, uh, just all these, again, Chris G doesn't think, you know, black women really play video games. All this again, throw a dart in the, one of the most populous, popular scenes in the, in the whole community. And you will find someone who's just been terrible about women, whatever. And when you're the leader of that community. And these people keep doing these things and there's no inaction. There's no pushback. What I'll say before you continue, what I will say, instead of using the word terrible, let's instead, cause let's be specific. Uh, cause I feel like giving out general isms like that, or just saying this is bad behavior is unhelpful and can be twisted. So instead I will say, uh, that they either knowingly or unknowingly hold opinions and have actions and acted upon things which negatively impact minority com communities and people. Let's say that. Let's say that, okay? Th that's so more specific. They have a, a history. That scene in particular seems to have... Something's in the water. They just have a history of constantly repeating these statements that could be just construed in a negative manner toward a minority part of the community, Right. And when there's no pushback publicly or otherwise, um, because that keeps happening magically, you know, shockingly, 
when Capcom says, well, we know that's bad, but we, you know, what are you going to do? Through, you know, an iNotes message posted on their official Twitter. You kind of get the sense that, okay, you, you, do you kind of agree with infiltration? Because that's what I'm starting to believe. I don't want to believe it. I don't want to. But I'm starting to see it that way. I'm starting to think that you might think, well, you know what? Who, who among us hasn't had a crazy ex we wanted to, to hit? Oof. And if that... And if that's the mentality, if that's the mentality, or even close to that, well, I, I dare say there's a real, real deep sociological issue in that case. And maybe that needs to be discussed further. Um, and maybe we should be keeping our people in line instead of yelling at them about how, instead of yell, or instead of yelling on Twitter about how People need to let players make money and you don't know how hard players have it trying to make money. Perhaps we should focus on the, you know, issues of do people feel like they can come Do certain groups in the community feel they can come to our events and feel safe and welcome. Um, and because, you know, again, because of semantics and pedantry, this gets turned into, well, the FGC isn't a safe space. You know, no, you have to be able to withstand a little bit of punishment or a little bit of heat. Now, I would argue that, yes, in a competitive nature, there are people that are going to have high emotions. They're going to get upset. Fair enough. Uh, I don't disagree with that. Um, but I, I, I really do think that because, and you linked in the show notes one of my articles, which I've kind of talked about how the scene is at the same time not only cyclical or circular in who is has the most influence and power from, it's because it's people from the old days. And we also tend to worship players of renown. Often these are the same people. The ways that you may have handled things in 1995 in a public arcade setting might be a little different with the rise of the internet, you know, a bunch of other things, a Twitch chat and all this other stuff. Now, if you can't update your ways, well, I would say that you may need to find someone who can or is might be willing to maybe put them in your organization, put them on your staff and let's take a real stand here. Or we can keep yelling at invisible people on Twitter. It's up to you. A, a kind of retort that I want to bring up to what you've said sure. is that I don't actually feel that having a negative and vocal response to all of this stuff uh, let's say like attacking if you want to if you have listened to this show and you say I am going to vocally attack infiltration on twitter.com I actually don't think any of that is beneficial I mean it might be what you're feeling but does that move any real world needle forward it's one of those things where I don't necessarily know if online outrage matches up with real world impact is there a better way to focus your attention or a better way to focus your efforts which might move that needle forward i don't exactly know what the answer to that is but it seems to be that continual outrage and uh, just yelling at these people with deep-seated opinions on things which negatively impact again minority groups they will dig deeper into what they have already dug themselves into 
so I don't I don't necessarily want to have people listen to this and then go out on a an attacking ramp. Like I don't know if that's it's the well, right answer. Um so it's 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 probably not constructive, you're right. Um unfortunately, um I think a lot of people get the wrong idea. You know, you mentioned that uh Joe that people were sharing that clip of uh, Barack Obama giving a recent uh, talk. Man, it was one of those things where as soon as I saw it, I was like, get ready to see your favorite FGC person retweet this. And yes, sure uh, enough, I, that, that happened. Someone who I trust and believe and, and know is a good and decent human. I was like, there it is, huh? Well, so here's there the it thing. Is. So there is a <laughs> philosophy called the vampire's castle. It's the belief that um, you structure, you know, if you structure your, your your politics around who fits in the vampire's castle and who doesn't, you tend to, to really just be aggressive and hurtful towards people who may even believe, agree with you, but they don't stand up to a certain purity level, right? This is sort of what Barack Obama is invoking when he's doing that talk about, oh, you know, well, if you say it on Twitter, then it, it doesn't mean anything in blah. Now, I agree in politics, which are a really extravagant apparatus that is ancient and dated, and the way it works in this country is particularly bad. But, you know, there are certain things you have to do. Mm-hmm. For Barack Obama, uh, who, for all the good he's done as president, uh, was responsible for mass deportations of immigrants, outing whistleblowers, putting Chelsea Manning in prison, committing long-standing American imperialism in the Middle East, droning people. I would say that it's very convenient for him to tell the younger generation that they are getting a little too loud without doing anything. Uh, it makes him look good. Um, it may put, may put him at ease, but he has to deal with his own legacy and how people might view it through a certain ideological lens. That's just politics. So, well, in politics, I can agree that there are certain elements because there has to be a strategy to politics. Um, this is a little bit of a different situation. You know, there, there is no one with an overlasting authority in the FGC. There's no one that can really say, because even if Capcom says you can't be in our tournaments for a year, you could still go to tournaments and just not enter the Street Fighter. It's a very small amount of power we've, we've given over to Capcom or Bandai Namco or whatever corporation is running a world tour. And that's, that's probably a good thing in most situations. However, when it comes to matters of, Hey, we need to keep our community free of individuals or things that would be not inclusive. I can, I kind of tend to think, I don't really think they're very effective in that manner or they haven't been in the past. Now, the other problem is that when you talk about, Oh, who's getting canceled and all this other stuff, you're, you use the the buzzword and you're ignoring any of the nuance in the situation. So yeah, I think it's important. Big agree talk. on that because I yeah. think we need to define what exactly it means. Yeah. And I, and again, I, I'm, 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 I don't like to use the word canceled or woke it. or any stuff because these are terms appropriated from the black community used in a different context in a way nothing. different context. And yeah. I don't like to use them. So I'm not going to, I'm going to use them for quoting but I'm not going to use them in the actual sense because what we think it means and what they used it for as a means of social justice means a completely different thing. So when you talk about who's getting canceled, 
it 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 shouldn't be okay so like what's an example just, just shout out one example of like oh this person got canceled in the fgc in the fgc oh um uh gosh it's a very low barometer because canceled can mean a million different things uh, yeah i don't know um, um, okay okay here's here's no 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 brown he's he's a pretty good example okay so let's take noel brown for instance so noel brown um, has had multiple instances of just outright being violent at tournaments, right? Right. Um, he did at at both eight at the break and in the CEO in the hotel of CEO had violent outbursts. Whether or not they were justified is not the point, right? Um, and then you know he did grope someone all on a live stream, and that's what really got someone to step in. Combo Breaker actually just said you're banned for two years, and Capcom was like you're banned for a year. Even Evo said he's banned for our tournament this year. Uh, the whole time he mocked the process. Uh, he frequently used the hashtag GTAB, which is get that ass banned. Which again shows how serious he took the situation. Um, I would say Noel Brown is one of those people who's been around a long time, has just kind of been friends with a lot of people. So he's not really going to get any pushback from most influential figures in the scene that aren't like TOs and stuff like that, because he's just a long time player. Um, and when you think about it, Oh, what did he get canceled over? It, it always tends to be, yes, he did this thing. That's bad. But at the same time, look at what this person did to him back, which is not again, not the way. And also if you remember when that happened, the CEO thing, when he, when he attacked two other people in a hotel room over an incident that I, again, I don't feel the need to, justify this violence but when asked for comment from kotaku uh alex jabaley said that uh i won't give a comment because this is just out to smear us and i'm not responsible for anything that doesn't happen at the tournament or and it happens in his private time now if that's still his position today i don't know but at the time this is about 20 2013 or so 2014 that's the only thing I have to go on as to how some of the most powerful people or more influential people in the scene think about this kind of thing. Well, if it happens in the hotel, it's not my responsibility. Tough, you know, too bad, so sad. And I think that's a really not good thing because if, because then you get into semantics because it's not consistent. Okay, well, if it didn't happen at the tournament proper, like in the ballroom, but in the hotel, is that still not the tournament? You know, we just banned, you know, Guilty got a hard ban for a lot of situations that happened sort of outside of the, the actual tournament, maybe in a bar afterwards, maybe back in a hotel room, and some were in public, sure, but not everything was. OMG, it's Andre, another great example. OMG, it's Andre was finally got the hard ban from a lot of tournaments, not because he defrauded people through credit card schemes uh, in their hotels at Evo, not for, you know going to prison for said fraud, but because a person said that he had raped her at a tournament. And finally that got the hard ban. Now it was in the hotel though. So does that mean it wasn't at the tournament and that it's a personal thing? Is it, are we now justifying? Okay. Well, rape is bad. And so you can get banned for that, but domestic violence, uh, it's trickier. So we'll, we'll ignore it. You, you see where you see what I'm saying though, is that when there's no consistency, when it's the wild west, you get in a lot of situations that ultimately just ends up hurting the people that need to be protected in the first place. And maybe there needs to be a standard. You know, I've always been an advocate. Uh, I'm not a, I, I don't think the system that the smash community has put in place is perfect. 
by any means, but they have now a code of conduct that a lot of tournaments have signed up for. That is, it just sets, it just sets the tone. You know, this is what we, this is what we think. And if you don't abide by, you know, these standards, then you're not, you're not welcome. And I think at some point, you know, a lot of people say there's a slippery slope about, well, then everyone's going to get background checks and anything. You know what? I think the only thing we could do as a community is deal with the things that come up, what we find out about. And if we, if, and it, all it is, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter your justifications or, um, you know, what, if the victim doesn't really want them to go, the reality is you got to look out for the greater sense of the community. And if that means that you got to tell someone, Hey, you can't come back for a year, man. You need to take a year off. You know, we're not the police. We can't force you to do anything and we shouldn't, but you need to come, you know, you need to come in to think, you know, what we, what we value. And I can't say values anymore because Evo ruined that hundred percent. They ruined the term. Any people having core values is just dead. You can't use that term anymore, unfortunately. Uh, it's the most popular. It's the largest fighting game tournament on the planet Earth. I know, and they and they ruined it. <laughs> you just ruined it. So I can't say like what is the FTC value, and it won't be memed to death. But I, I think I think at some point there needs to be a, a thought of like okay. Why don't people come to more tournaments? If people like were repulsed, why were they repulsed? And if is it is because there are a lot of people who are just unrepentant, just assholes or abusers or whatnot, and they're just competing again, and everyone loves them and they're fond over. And you really got to think about what what that message sends out. You may not endorse it. Again, I don't I don't attribute malice to a lot of this stuff. It's just you're not thinking. You know, let like let's think about mm -hmm. this. Low tier God was nobody. He was lesser dark side Phil on YouTube. Just an angry man who was making it look like he was going to beat up his girlfriend on stream and just yelling slurs and all this stuff. Then he finally shit talked to Vistant and Alex Valle. I just assume, you know, he just, you know, cause to him back in the day, he, there was a loud mouth who, who, who beat one of your friends or whatever, or tried to and failed and just talked a lot of shit what you do is you make him play in front of everybody and just embarrass him and shame him. Right. That was what you did. Well, you did that. And low tier God now has been on basic television, cable reality series. Uh, he's getting interviewed by esports people. He's a bigger profile than ever. And he does the same shit. Just awful. Just, just uh, like you said, words, behavior, all this stuff, language that would tend to really hurt minority groups in the community and not so much the most populous groups. But is, uh, but, uh, but and when, is but, that but, the definition of being canceled? Is someone actually being Well, no, canceled? because he's not, he's not banned from any tournament. What, what legitimately went through, I assume, Valle's head was that, oh, well, he's embarrassed and beaten in the game. Now we know he's a scrub and no one will pay attention to him. That's... A, a brutally naive look at how this kind of stuff spreads. That's what I mean when I say like when, you know, it's people who are kind of been around for a long time, but they, they don't pay attention to like those kind of things or, cause I've always said the weird thing about the FGC is that a lot of people just think of it solely as a games hobby thing. And that's it. That's all that matters. Right. So you got to focus on the players. You got but it, it's what it really, and I've always, I've always used the term that, um, cause a lot of people use these as vacations. I certainly do. When I go to big tournaments, it's a vacation for me, but a lot of people treat it like they're going to like Candyland or, you know, 
Willy Wonka's chocolate factory for a weekend where there is no sense of like strife or sociological, you know, positions of a bunch of people of different values and cultures and ideologies coming together. It's like going to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. And if you, you know, are a dick to an Oompa Loompa or whatever, we're well, never going to see him again. So what does it matter? You know, or, you know, this is not what we, you know, I don't care about, you know, the plight of the Oompa Loompa worker. I just care that I want to, you know, be here and eat the chocolate or whatever. Or that the Oompa Loompa is not getting paid or, or hasn't or, been for a year. I can't cup. But just to wrap I, things or around. That, or that person I beat in tournament just got sucked into a tube. You know, I, all these things. This is just, I'm just being silly. But my point is that I don't think a lot of people who have a lot of influence in the scene look at the nature of people and groups getting together and sharing, having to share values and all this thing. It's a complicated thing. It requires a certain sensitive touch. But when you're not caring about that, you make mistakes that, again, while they may be small to the biggest groups, they really do hurt the smaller. See, I don't know if you read one of my articles where I talked about, um, you know, with CEO moving to Daytona. Uh, yeah, I've, I've read them all. I've read that one. That is okay. a that is an interesting piece that that when I, I've actually spoken about it on the show before, and it was one of those things where. I didn't expect my interest in fighting games to lead me to investigate uh, what homeless people go through or the homeless plight in America and how (laughs) the police officers vilify that in ways that are really quite disgusting. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't realize that my interest in fighting games would lead me to that place. Certainly. And certainly not me either. That's the thing. I I didn't, you know, it didn't happen that way. It just, but, or I I didn't mean to find stumble into all this, but it just happened, you know? And And yet, yeah, that's, that's where we are. Or at least it's one of those things worth looking at. But at the same time, a lot of the people who, uh, I don't want to generalize and say yeah, a lot let's, of people. Let's, let's be careful here. Let's let me let me take it back. So when I brought up my two friends at the beginning, Amanda and Stephanie, my point was that I started to think of how you know intersectionality and all those things because I met people who fit into those minority groups, listened to their experience, and thought, well, you know what, I'm having a good time. But at the same time, there's a lot of things I start to notice when they tell me things that I see that this could probably be fixed if someone paid enough attention. Mm-hmm. So I don't have a very big voice. I can only apparently yell on podcasts. That's all I can do <laughs> and yell on Twitter, but that's all I can do because I, I really can just hope that people look at these things and realize that we're, this is, this is people get, this is the people business. You know, this isn't just the business of technocratic merit meritocracy of people playing games and well, the better yeah, champion that's, wins. That's good the other game, side. That, that's the yeah. whole sticking point though, is that, that is that this community is often at least in the places that it is making money and marketed as it is viewed as a meritocracy and it is treated that way even though a lot of the ways that these gears turn it is certainly not that like no what's going behind the scenes is 100 percent not a meritocracy even though we would like to believe that it would be just what i said low tier god was on like a major reality show to push his skill as a street fighter five player it's it's not this is why i've railed against esports because it's not that i hate the money because a lot of people accuse you of that right like um richard lewis everybody's favorite right uh an alleged journalist uh who likes to call people mentally ill 
he was the host of the e-league show for a while and he made a real ass of himself just yelling at people on twitter about how the fgc will always stay small because you hold back your own players right now everyone looked at that and said that was garbage there was a I've my heart has never been more full. The cockles of my heart just warmed over when I saw all these people just rise up against Richard Lewis. When Sonic Fox, when they went after Richard Lewis, just hardcore, I was like, God, they're the greatest. You know, I can't wait. They what they did was so great. And what the kind of the the back end of that? Just if people don't know, if you are listening to this show and you're on Twitter. The chances are you're probably you're blocked. blocked by Richard Lewis. You're I trust blocked. me. I don't know why or how or yeah. how this has been. Fa- I'm blocked. From- yeah, well, he it's probably a, <laughs> uh, yeah because you can get like a block bot and anyone who's like vaguely FGC associated, you can just block them by looking up certain keywords. You know, I'm so. pretty sure that's what happened. And absolutely, yeah. yeah. One person never interact with with him in one iota on that yes. on the bird site. And yeah. guess what? <laughs> Yeah, so Blocked. It, exactly. And me too. And well, I've yelled at him, not, you know, like I've yelled at him. So I, I, me getting blocked is really not that shocking. But I saw a lot of people talking about how they got blocked. And I think and I'm sure he's weaponized his followers against you. That's not that's probably no surprise. Oh, I got people calling me mentally ill and fat and, you know, all this other kind of stuff. Uh, I had a guy the other day tell me that I needed to stop thinking about my uh, abused mother when I talk about infiltration. Just the worst reply guys, the mutants on Twitter. You know, trust you. well i honestly i i don't even want to get into that because yeah the things i'm sure that, as like a, having a major stream or being on reddit in general just being, yeah the moderators of reddit see the things that get auto filtered out for us to go like oh no that's we that needs to be deleted immediately is yes. like is some of the most the, disgusting heinous, heinous shit yes. the the leaps in logic that people go through just to hold on to some form of hatred for uh, it, it, it maybe i'm vamping today because i specifically saw one thing today that really just it, it made me lose faith in humanity in a lot of ways where i'm There's like how could, how could you even like what kind of person says a thing like this how are how, oh and, and man this, and, and this is the Twitch chats too. Like yeah. I've talked about that where it's just like, no one really cares about like the Twitch chat. And like when someone tells you, I don't really want to play on stream because I'm afraid of what the people in the Twitch chat will say. And they'll just go, well, they're invisible. What do you care about? Is that like, our responsibility as a community? Well, here's the thing. I, I would at least say moderation, moderate, you know, modding the chat, keeping, make sure you can do what you can, but also just understand that that's a, that's a, a, a valid response and that this is not the snowflakes not handling being bad because that's again when you think of it in a technocratic meritocratic meritocracy sense all you your your arguments default to well they're bad so what does it matter again with the low tier god thing well he was bad and made fun of because he was bad so he'll never be relevant again that's not how it works that's so not how it works and if you think of it in that very myopic sense you're going to keep having situations like that. So when we talk about people on, so back to my Richard Lewis thing, the point, like that's a guy who was just fundamentally talking about his view of esports and what I think esports is in general, which is a nickel and dime business that you know that only a few people are really going to make money. And that's what matters. And you should support them because making money is good and right. 
And you, how dare you hold down these people? And to be honest, Richard Lewis says it, and he's a huge dick. But I kind of don't fundamentally see the difference between when he says that and when Alex Valle scolds everyone for not saying for for making fun of people who desperately try to monetize like every instance and want the smaller tournaments and all that stuff. And how dare you, how dare you talk about how they make money? How dare you? They're players, they're people too. And it's like, okay, well he, again, he's not as much of a dick and he's got way more upsides than Richard Lewis. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally the whole thing about esports is we're going to give money to very few, people who are going to make money that they can live on is very, very few propped up by a business founded on false statistics Oh yeah, we haven't even gotten into that yet, but that's also on the docket. (laughs) A quick aside: someone pointed out that the Street Fighter League was like view botted to hell. Like the view, the view counts were going. I think it was Majin Obama. The view counts were going nuts. And which, go ahead. As a point to that, a lot of those views come from embedded viewings, which they take out a lot of ads on a lot of websites where... On the Street Fighter wiki. Yeah, and and if anyone has that up, that is also counted as a view. So it's like, it's in so many places all at once that it's kind of hard to avoid. So Mm -hmm. does that boost numbers? Probably. Does it boost it enough to say that there are not view bots? Yeah. I don't know. Well, so here's here's the reality. And there's a very great article on Kotaku by Cecilia D'Anastasio, who to me, mm-hmm. this is a quick plug for her work. She's one of the best in the business, in my opinion, as far as writing about esports and writing about what it actually means in a business sense. Right. She did a long article talking about how Gamepedia, which makes a lot of those wikis, that's the company that makes those wikis that have the ads on them. That's owned by Twitch. Okay, so Twitch is knowingly buying ad space through their own websites to promote streams that, you know, maybe a company pays them to help promote. And, you know, the problem with digital marketing is a lot of it is hoo-ha. A lot of it. Facebook just last week lost a lawsuit where they had inflated their metrics by 900%. Which if you're not, if you don't know what that means, that's a fuck ton of like bringing I mean, that to to sell that to anyone. If you see something so, inflated to 900% of views of people who are actually not engaging with your product whatsoever, yes. uh, like the Gfinity disappears is what happens. Yes. Gizmodo disappears. Geo Media closes Deadspin because the numbers aren't right. Oh, gee, and you know why the numbers aren't right? Because <laughs> they're not real. It's not real. And that's the problem with a lot of this stuff is it's propped up on a, on a nickels and on, you know, a house of cards that barely works. Right. So when I rail against esports, it's not against people making money necessarily. It's against the idea that this very weak house of cards is getting propped up to put a few people to really make money and everyone else just has to fall in line and support them because the greatest goal is to someone make money. They, they prey on your loyalty. They prey on your fandom. And I think that's so wrong. It's so antithetical. Again, I think to people who grew up and, you know, went to arcades or went to the bodegas to play fighting games with friends when they couldn't, you know, be at home. It's more than just a fandom. It's more than just, uh, you know, something to give your money to. We didn't care that Capcom ate all our quarters when we were trying to beat Bison in Street Fighter 2, right? What we cared about was the people that we played with and we kept seeing to play to. But when you grow up in that industry where, okay, anyone who's not playing at the machine or is bad, we don't care about. 
as a human being, you know, we just can't. You start to lose sight of the humanity of it all. And I think a lot of times that is ends up happening. Again, I don't attribute it to malice. I just think that you don't think about these things, but it does hurt people. And I just, I can't, listening to people tell me their stories. I've heard a lot of people have tell me a lot of stories about, you know, the things they've run into and that nobody would listen to them. They didn't feel they had a voice, so they just left and they never played again. And a lot of people would say, well, if you can't handle it, you know, don't, you know, if you can't handle the heat, don't get in the kitchen. I just think that's wrong. I, I think, think it's, it's wrong. I, yeah, I think that something, if you take anything away from the show, which you hopefully that you have, the listener. Hopefully, or else I've been yelling a lot for no reason. Uh, another thing that I just, just a little word of advice. If you happen to be, to disagree with the majority of the things said on this show, uh, that is your prerogative, that's fine. Uh, but I would say if you disagree with it, then you should follow and start listening to people who don't look like you. Start, Absolutely. Start just look at your if you're on Twitter look at your Twitter follows Mm -hmm. and try to even out the number of uh, people whom you follow Uh, just curate your online experience think think about it for a minute of like how much of the people that I follow look exactly like me Uh, and should I start should I start yeah should I even like reach out because there's people that I'm sure have a different opinion than you and that their viewpoints are valid from their own perspective that you might not know exists at all. Uh, That could be you listener. And it could be. And, and a lot of people would accuse someone like me of just being in it for the clout. I've certainly, you know, Michael Nas called me a clout chaser. Uh, You know, a lot of these things and, and you're just doing it because you hate infiltration. Yeah, this person I've never met before who, you know, he did no crime. So how could I hate him? Um, and Which hate like, is, is, is hate. kind of another thing. Cause like, I don't like, I don't like hate the guys want like the information to be out there. And like, I don't, and yeah, I, I, like, I don't think he should go. Cause a lot of people take it to the level of, well, he should be in prison and blah. And again, in prison, like, think about what you're saying here. Like, I, okay, I we care about it. Yeah. Like I, it's like, not about I, the, the, again, cause a lot of people think, well, well, when, when will you be satisfied? Because, again, and that's the way a lot of people apologize, too. Whose ass didn't I kiss? That's, like, the way they take it. Like, okay, I did the song and dance. What do you want from me? And it's because people have to keep going. You didn't change. You you haven't. Every time someone you get canceled, quote, unquote, you you don't change. You just go, well, it's cancel culture. And that's, you know, I don't I don't subscribe to that. Which, I'm sorry that you were. I'm sorry you were offended. Which, what does that even mean? Like, I don't subscribe to cancel culture. I don't I, know what that means. The crazy part is that shit works. Like, I know. I, a lot of people I don't know go, why. Hell yeah, I'm not about cancel culture either. You know, blah, blah, blah. Which, I, I, we're talking about real things that happen to real people. I don't know. You can't just go, well, I don't subscribe to that, you know, particular thing that happens to a bunch of people. So it's whatever. But, and at the same time, a lot of the people who are like, quote unquote, canceled, do not lose access to any kind of power or any kind of influence. It's Absolutely all still not. there. Like I still see guilty being retweeted by people who I love and care about. And I'm like, well, okay. Like fucking why, why are we doing this? Like, yeah. Well, like, and you know, the, the funny thing too, is like, again, there is, if there was someone who legitimately was like, man, 
They really did change. They saw. I just had this example the other day. I was on Twitter yelling at some reply guy because they just weren't. You could post the link to the threads I've done about infiltration as much as they want. They kept saying, "Oh, it's all it's all hooey and just cancel. Everyone wants to get canceled." Blah blah. Finally, he looked into it and was like, "Oh my god, I've I'm gonna change my." I delete. He deleted the tweet and was just like, "I'm sorry to those people I've offended." That's and I said, he gave an apology. There, I'm not gonna bug him anymore. Because that's literally all I can ask is that you look at what we're talking about, say, you know what, that's valid. And I actually sort of, you don't have to agree with me in the sense of like fully fall over to what I'm saying, but just to go like, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'll think about it again in the future. And then you have to stick to it too. That's the other thing. It, it's, it might be nice in the, in the moment, but if you don't stick to it, for example, when someone like say, when, when Christie said that, thing about black women which was bad his apology was also bad he goes i first of all i just want to say that i'm tired of people with agendas but looking back some of the stuff i said was probably dumb and i shouldn't have said it which is a, a, a whopper of an apology by the way that's really to the heart and so he continued to get called out on it and then he did a stream where he was like he did the, what i just talked about whose ass didn't i kiss what more do you want from me People just want to cancel me, blah, blah, blah. And he's yelling at women in the chat who won't take his apology. And again, you have to think, okay, this whole thing was about this one thing and you haven't changed at all. And also when you're saying you've been canceled and blah, 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 and right below your face is the EG logo because you are sponsored by evil geniuses, <laughs> it kind of rings hollow. I'm just going to say it rings a little hollow. So, and again, it's not like tomorrow he couldn't just be like, well, you know what? I hadn't thought of that. I'll, I'll, you know what? Apology, never do it again. And, you know, it goes by and nothing happens. And you're like, well, you know what? Because I'll give a lot of props to, um, to Logan Sama, who was someone yes. I, all, I was yeah. like, dude, man, this dude just sucks. You know, he just constantly couldn't keep his foot out of his mouth and just a bunch of stuff. And then, you know what? It kind of just stopped. And he made a point to mention like, Someone finally close to me. It took someone close to him saying, you've, you've, you've got to stop this. It's a rig problem for him to, to stop it. And if that's what it took, I can't be mad that, you know, if, if it wasn't because he realized that this was a mean thing to do on his own, I can't be mad because at least it changed. And it has changed. I, yeah, you I think heard that, I, yeah, I think that that is a good example to yeah. share. Because I, I know that I've, I've said, like, those exact words, I believe, of how to uh here's the thing if someone has it, it is mean like like i don't yeah. have influence on the people who are personal in your life it's sure. those conversations are like are actually like really tough to have i've had that conversation i have a friend who uh, mm, uh yeah let's say this okay so i have a friend who has also committed domestic violence and i've <laughs> had that very difficult conversation of like this is like this is what the people around you think of you now because you did this thing you need to seriously consider what that means and how your relationship with people have changed because of what you've done and sure. in the future like you kind of have to change because of that you cannot continue you this way. It. It, 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 uh, my bad or a i'm sorry you were offended in the in the moment it, 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 you know, it might sound like an apology, but if you don't actually change, then what was the point? Right. And so, you know, if, if you can say, well, I, I've talked to so-and-so about saying things about women on Twitter and he won't do it anymore. 
then he just keeps doing it. Or, you know, so, and again, it, maybe it's, it's bad in a sense of like, don't leak what like people are saying in private chats. But like when someone points out in a private chat, they're still doing it and it just becomes public knowledge. It's like, okay, then again, the person didn't really change it. If you're doing it performatively and and you're and that's expected to be like, well, that's good enough, right? I only see you once a week. Again, that whole Willy Wonka's chocolate factory Candyland analogy. That's not, you're dealing with people with real feelings and it doesn't just over a weekend, they just, oh, well, we stopped thinking about things for a weekend and it's fine or a night or whatever. Like, it's just not how it works, man. It's just not how it works. And, and people will get uncomfortable and won't want to go to events. And it might be a small number. Like the FTC isn't going to die because this behavior doesn't change because it's a small no, community anyways. Not. Yeah. But you... I this think doesn't affect lose, our bottom line. Uh, you'll like, lose more people. That, what bottom line? There's not even money to be made. So it's like, who, yeah. you know, yeah, who's affected? So the problem is, if you think of it like that, you don't know how many people you lose because you don't because you will never know. And if we could be, because I I loathe to think that the whole structure of the FGC, one of its core values, damn it, one of its you core values, it. you said it. <laughs> one of its core values is exclusion. I think. Because you know how many people from like the olden days will talk about how like, oh, we didn't like newcomers until they showed up every week to get beat and smiled about it. That that kind of states like right away, like, well, if you were new and started playing and you weren't good, I didn't like you because you, you wasted my time. And it's like, okay, that's, that is exactly why people don't come and play because they feel like they're the, the, the other or the outsider coming in. And, and, and in 2019, with so many things begging for our attention, and we in doing a, a good job of grasping our attention, yeah. it is so easy to dismiss this community. It's so easy. It really, I mean, yeah, and, and they'll feel bad about it, but you know what? They'll find a community that really speaks to them eventually, whether it is, you know, whatever it might be, some other enthusiast community. But yeah. why won't it, why can't it be ours? And it's because, like, it's because when people who are have a lot of influential voices aren't keeping each other in check, or letting them slide because they're the friend. And I, you and me, Joe, you and I both know as men, we fall into this thing where we get told things that we know are just, Hey, you know, men think this and it's really bad, you know, might be really insensitive, maybe discussing things about women or maybe someone that doesn't look like us. And we're just supposed to nod and go, yep. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I uh, yeah, we, there, we are, that is literally my, you've described my workplace of people making jokes around me and in front of people where I I I legitimately just dead stare them in the eye. I do not mm -hmm. laugh because it's they expect me to laugh at their bad go, joke. Yeah. And I'm you like, go, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, nope. and you're grasping your leg and like God, no, I mean I, I've like literally fought people on that. Like I've had one person say like, you know, right, right now it's harder for a white man to get into college than than any, than any other group and i'm oh. look, i'm like hey my guy i'm pretty sure that's not true <laughs> like you just need, I mean, and he's like and then he literally didn't have a response to that he was like yeah, wow and, you know and i'm like you're just you want me to confirm your bias i'm not here yeah. for it my guy like you picked and, the wrong fight here and and the thing is it's just this is what is this is what's the truth you if you don't agree with this thing that's going on when you when it happens close to you and you're just complicit or and you just don't say anything and you're neutral that's complete that's complicity that's letting the people who could stand to lose the most will lose the most and not the person who 
may not because if you just wait for it to happen through some other means it's yeah not gonna I mean, Tan- tanner let's not be political here let's not let's never talk about politics oh okay i'm sorry i apologize because that, that is uh, having no stance is a stance like to That's, be clear yeah <laughs> like, it, it is it, like i said with it's with the pg thing well yeah. we were trying to be neutral and legal about it well you took a stance and a lot of people now think that there's this revenge plot you know of old boy level you know old boy level conspiracy against infiltration it's just like come on like it's because now again you don't have to say if you're a professional organization i don't expect you to write like in writing uh infiltration is a bad person and i never want to do business with them but you can just say the facts infiltration committed domestic battery we don't support that he's got to go if now if you don't say that if you say well, there was definitely an altercation of something that happened or that may or may not have happened. And based on that ruling, we've decided that we may not work professionally with them anymore. And there were definitely lies committed <laughs> by a third party on this yeah, issue. Yeah. Well, and or, or one of the main parties was lying to us most of the time that we couldn't because we're not, you know, legal counsel. We're not professionals. We couldn't get this information that would have proven the lie. And, we just and- weren't. And, and legally know, speaking, they they had to like protect their company as well, and like all did. of that. I think like listen, but every company does this. Like I, I was actually I was a little bit flipping about this with with Evo, and that they haven't been they have not said anything about the number of druggings that happened in yeah. and around the after parties at right. And at I, Evo. I, here's what I, I understand. Total you sense they haven't said anything. Like yeah, I, I understand you can't say names. You don't want to do any of that. But as you know, Joe, as I've looked into what it means to put together a code of conduct, there's another person I want to shout out. A person by the name of Joyce who goes by Logic Hole on Twitter. She's worked for a lot of tournaments in a behind the scenes. She actually worked at Evo behind the scenes for the finals day and a lot of other production stuff. So she's done a lot of stuff in the FGC, especially like in Smash and other stuff. She's very interested in like codes of conduct and how that works. And she actually linked a great free resource that is put together by several professionals who work with companies to put together a code of conduct and all this other stuff. And it's, you know, it has a lot of good examples of what transparency looks like when you're, you know, a big company trying to be professional. And it's not a, like a four to five page document listing out every allegation. It's this thing happened with this person. This person did this with, this is not, this is not against, this is against the code of conduct. Therefore they are gone. And that's all, it's all, it's all you need. It, you, when you muddle it with, well, but then also she actually didn't fear for her life because she called him and he came to argue about their divorce. So when you leave and like they, cause they imply that if infiltration was going there to get a divorce and she didn't let him now, she's the bad person because she wouldn't divorce him. That's, what? you don't mean to say that, but that's when you, when you have to go, well, here, let's be honest about why they were meeting. It's like, Okay, but what does that have to do with the end the end effect of this thing happened? Does it matter? No, it and, doesn't. And we're yeah, like you kind of have to house this whole thing. We're talking about the video game industry where one of the largest companies, Blizzard, has had a whole kerfuffle about immediately banning and stripping the money away from the Hearthstone player because of who, things who had that a were, political ideology, who had a political ideology, and then have since walked back on a lot of those things. Because and then people just, yelled at him. 
because people yelled at them, but they also were not open and honest about why the ban happened in the first place and like completely so, denied yeah, the no, act, no like the actual reason why it fucking happened. Uh, and well, then you just had BlizzCon, and guess what? People are fucking like, how do I restore my, my Blizzard account? Well, I mean, that's <laughs> Hopefully I can thing. get my skins back, because I, I deleted it because of the... The political, the Hong Kong stuff, but I'd like to get it back now, please. Fucking come yeah, I mean, on. Yeah, I mean, and look, here's the thing. If it's against their code of conduct to have political ideology set on stream, you know what? If he gets, you may disagree with it, but you know what? As a transparency report, if they just said that, I would be fine. You know, I wouldn't like it, if they had but said I'd be that. like, okay, you, yeah, and you, I don't like and it. We're, and we're true about that, like, for all of the rulings for everything, right? Yes, but and and I am like if you sincerely have in the code of conduct, we don't want people to say inflammatory things, you know, on stream. Okay, fine. At the same time, you have to realize how that comes across, especially you know in the in context in the situation. And like you said, in the video game industry, where even the best biggest esports companies like Riot. Riot sounds like a hive of just the worst behavior towards women and how women are treated and promoted within the organization. I actually had a walkout, you know, this year over it. Went yeah, to court over the collective bargaining and all that shit, man. Like, it's, yes. it's, again, like how they and treat it's so, their, their workers as well. It's, yeah, it's, so it's this isn't issue. just, yeah, this is a whole thing of like in gaming culture is just kind of rotten at some points and it's not just the fgc i know a lot of people like to use that argument well it's not just the fgc but it's you know appeal to authority you know it's an appeal well, to i, I, I think Everybody, that that's i think that that's a good it. point to to kind of end on with this whole thing is that i know that anytime this comes up anytime i say anything or speak out against something that is bad about the community and i say that as a all-encompassing capital c community Anytime anyone says this is bad about us, we need to reflect on this. It is immediately struck with any number of people saying, no, man, that's fucking weird. That ain't us. That's not us. That part is not us. That's not what the community is where it's just, no, this is part of it. Like we have to be honest about these things. Because if you want to clarify, like, again, people have said, well, what's a, who, who among, like, what does the FGC mean? What does it mean to be a part of it? And people have clarified people in power who go or who who have influence, I should say, because there's, you know, ultimately it's a very small community. So when you say people of influence who go, well, if you, you know, watch the streams and you, you play online, you're part of the community. Well, that that part's pretty rotten for a lot of people. Let's be honest here. Yeah. And that, you're not doing a lot. You, all you do is just go, well, we don't subscribe to that and we don't agree with it and blah, blah, blah. But then it also, that that kind of stuff ends up showing up at tournaments. And just because people aren't talking about it or you personally as a person of influence didn't hear it mm-hmm. doesn't mean it's not happening. So when people are, quote unquote, getting canceled, maybe you should look at who's saying it. And what would they have to gain? Again, because a lot of the arguments could just be said, what do they have to gain by saying this? Because it's the old example of victim blaming that people have done for years. What is the person who was abused or whatever, what would they have to gain? Like with infiltration, he's made it clear that he he doesn't have like the most money in the world. He could barely afford a lawyer. What does she have to gain by saying that he hurt her? Uh, Like, what is she going to put him in jail? No, apparently that's not, it's, he got the smallest fine possible. 
it what what is there to gain by you know saying that he abused her other than and again if people say well she gets the clout is the clout really worth again the pro you know what you invite which is mass harassment via social media yeah all this oh, other yeah. stuff why would someone just make that up unless again like actual false reports tend to be they're actual just com- criminals in many other ways and this lie is just one of them it doesn't make any sense and i wish people would think about that kind of thing when they look at these accusations or when people says you know hey this thing happened and i i wish someone would do something about it hey maybe you look at that and go because I've seen some great examples. You know, Jubaley, I, I, I just blew him up for a little bit, but I'm going to give him some props. When that person said, what do you do to nest maids? And he posted a gun. Oh, yeah. Immediately, Jubaley was like, you are not coming to my tournament. I'm refunding you. We don't want you here. Mm. That is not That is not cool. We're not making jokes like that. And that was awesome. That was, was like, it wow. It was swift. It was, yeah. we have found this person. We know who That's, you are. Yeah. Like. You're that's done. you know and that's someone you know that's again threatening violence that's threat in a, in a very and again a thing that could actually happen you know it's not a joke anymore and i just wish we treated that level of it's not a joke to the things that we then do like jabali makes an attack helicopter joke in his official rules that hurts trans people i'm sorry it does there trans trans women face just really uh, trans people in general i shouldn't even say trans women trans men non-binary people a non-binary person is one of the biggest figures in our scene they get so much hate over who they are by both the state as in like the united states and you know just general society that i think we should really look at okay we want to be inclusive and get people to play and frankly there's a lot of people who fall under the lgbtq banner who might be uh, neurodivergent, they're not neurotypical, who find solace in this community because it's a thing they like. They go into the Discord, they come to the tournament, and they can hang out. They can go to Combo Queens. They can They go, can be themselves. They can, they can feel be who accepted. they really want to be, right? Yes. And there's a lot of people like that. And when you do things like that, it may not cause mass violence immediately, or it may not be apparent what you're doing, but these these things matter. And when there's when you want to represent a community... You can't let that kind of stuff slide. You just can't. You have to really take a stance and go, this is not what we are part of as a community. We have these values. Damn it, I did it again. We have have these values that we hold. Now, if, again, because it's the Wild West, we don't have a centralized thing, someone's got to stand up and probably at one point go, can we figure out what our values are so we can start cracking down on some of this stuff? Because it's it's, it's, it's going to be... Needing someone in power to say... I care about this. This is why we're doing this. And hopefully I can get other people to ascribe to this same ideal because I feel like this is important and it affects this group of people. This is why. Yeah, disproportionately. Disproportionately. And and if the biggest tournament in the world is just going to be silent forever because it will be a PR move, it's a PR disaster. Yeah. And I would would say that I sincerely would doubt your long-term commitments to making sure you're creating an inclusive space and by inclusive, I don't mean no one can say anything. Cause that's what a lot of people like to say. Well, you, well, you can't say anything nowadays and you get, you get, you get, you'll get canceled or whatever. Uh, and it's really not about that. What it is, is that when you create situations that would make it uncomfortable for a whole group of people to not show up, we, as a community, you go, well, we want people to come. And if people aren't coming because of, you know, one fucking jerk, 
we and they don't and we don't even agree with it anyways then we know what to do now again people get emotional in fighting games and there's a lot of shit talk but the shit talk is also a lot of times in a camaraderie sense i've seen a lot of people getting really like man they are just going at each other and playing and all stuff it's done in a in a joking or we're having fun with each other method. It, people know the difference. Again, we treat people like who they would never know. Like, oh, you don't know the difference between you know good old shit talking and someone actually being mean to you. We treat these people who have honest grievances like they're babies. Maybe we should treat them like adults. Maybe we should treat them like people with agency who really know what's happened. They really know what happened to them and they really believe it, and not just think it's an afterthought. Yeah, much agreed with that. I actually didn't realize about that attack helicopter thing in the actual official ruling. He, he, he got is, rid of it. He, okay. he did get rid of it when people brought it to his attention. But like I've always because I was going to say that's like the one joke. It's the one joke anyone has ever said. Oh, and it's, it's, I mean, y'all got one joke. We know that. Yeah, it's and, one joke. And it's it's one not funny. Yeah. And yeah. The two shows just mean your just whole mean. A- it's your whole ass is right there yeah. your whole ass it's just uh, mean and and again I'm uh, props to saying hey that was a mistake we'll take it down yes but it it wouldn't have happened if people didn't yell at you so I would like again to if you're getting when I say yelled at too it's like no one's like posting in all caps they just might be you know a little rude about it if that's what's keeping you from making change then I would suggest you stop calling people snowflakes or whatever, because you're the one who's really mad that someone got offended by what you said. They're not, they're mad because it actually like hurt them in a way. And you're just mad that they let you know. So when you, yeah, when you think about it like that, there. yeah, no one ever got anything done without actually like, again, they'll yell at you for a while, but if it actually changes, we're all going to work together anyways. And also, them yelling at you doesn't prevent you from actually running your big event. It doesn't well, yeah, stop still, the event not, from... You're not canceled. No, you're, you're still not, going... The, the event will run... Evo will still happen, regardless oh, yeah. of how many people are angry about Evo. Yeah, there's way too much... Yeah, there's way too much money tied up in this thing. In Canada thing, Cup will still be a premier event, regardless and, of yeah. Top 8 not being streamed. Paid, last yeah. Or streamed <laughs> like, or paid. Or, or people being paid even a year after the event has already occurred. Like, it's... Yeah, so, it, like, we know that yeah. these, these biases and these sort of, like, unfair situations exist. So why why do we need to be coy about it and not just... You know, if someone's yelling at you about something being unfair, just go you know what? Yeah, you're right. There is a double standard. And and once we all can agree that there is a double standard, we can then come to a solution maybe about how to fix that. But until then, yeah. we're going to run into these issues. Somebody's going to get yelled at. All right. Well, I think that's where we need to leave things, but I well, cannot. People got to be <laughs> sick of me. <laughs> really, I've just, I've ruined. I'm so, I've ruined our Street Fighter. Probably you've ruined the show. You've. I know. You've, I'll you've take ruined. I've, I've had. I've killed, trust me, I've had podcasts and I've killed them all. So trust me, I know you've, that I run these things into the ground. You've canceled my show. I have. Uh, I'm a real Charlie Brown. Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. But before you leave, before this show is stops running forever and I get sued into oblivion, I'm sorry, uh, I, need, I need two things from you. Okay. Actually, three things, but we're not on the third thing yet. I have two specific things that I need from you. Okay. Uh, the first is I need to hear from you 
what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Because I feel like the way that people answer this question can really open up about their character or how they approach fighting games or the mentality about being competitive. Mm -hmm. Uh, So in that light, what is your favorite attack, normal attack in fighting games? Okay, well, he's had it in almost every appearance he's had. But the best iteration is... Fei Long's close standing hard punch in Super Turbo or Ooh, Super okay. Street Fighter. I mean, that thing, plus sunblock, comes out super fast. Every time you do it, he goes, Wah! It's the coolest move ever. Like, it just does everything. Cancels into Rekka's. It's awesome. It's just that you feel almighty when that thing... I played ST against a guy named Nick I roomed with at Combo Breaker. I haven't played in a while. Playing Fei Long and just doing that move. Oh, warm the cockles of my heart, man. Flame kicked my heart right up. It, It's just an awesome move. Awesome move. Just does it all. You get close. You do that move. Anti-air. It's a good meaty. It's plus on block. We're going in the throw. You're going into Rekka, whatever. Combos after chicken wing. It's amazing. Close fierce. Love it. Nah, Street, Fighter 4 did, yeah, Street Fighter 4 did a disservice to that move, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, you kind of have to work your way. It's like it's more like stand medium punch in that one. Or yeah. it's a punish move, but it's not the almighty like I got close and I'm using this move only. Right. When you yeah. do get the punish with it, it can lead into some really awesome stuff, man. Fail oh, in yeah. that game. It's fucking Absolutely, awesome. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not decrying his tier position in Street by Four. I'm just saying it's just that <laughs> move in particular was not it's not the move. It was not, not what move. it not what it was. No, it, sir. Uh, which is a whole other issue of people talking about future iterations of games and being like, it's not a street, it's not even a street fight. It's not a yeah, guilty is it, gear. Is it really street fighter? Uh, if close fears isn't good. I don't think so. Uh, all right. Well, I'm in addition to that though, kind of on top of that, what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Well, there's a lot of great responses you could give. I, I think though mine has to be, Cyrax's MK9 bomb trap. Now I say trap. I say trap because that would imply there's a way out through many situations, and there's not. You either break (laughs) or you die. So Cyrax and MK9. MK9 is a is a really funny little game that was it was it's 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 the same style of old midway games where it's just like, what were they thinking? Oh, they weren't. They just made a game. So you know, these things just happen and it's wacky. It was a lot less wacky than everything that came before it, but nonetheless, really strange. And one of the things was Cyrax was an amazing character, not only because he had great, you know, normal moves, not only because he had great anti-air and a good projectile and stuff. When he hits you, you always comboed into his net move. Now, and then NRS games have that, you know, everybody has like a capture state move where you just you land for combos. Everybody has that, right? Mm-hmm. So Cyrax would do that, then he would jump in, punch you do two more hits and do enhanced bomb, which was like a, it was like a missile that went to your chest and you exploded. And while he did that, he would shoot another bomb from his chest, the regular bomb behind you. And you were bounced up so high from the other one that you would then, he would do more hits. So he'd do another couple hits into net again. Now, when the net hits you again in the air, you still go back on the ground, but you're not captured. You just kind of fall out of it. The problem is his bomb is unblockable. So he just does a move into bomb, into the bomb, and you land in it, and then he does back one, which is this other launcher, and then he does it again, and he repeats it, and you lose like 70% from this. Like, if he hits you once and you don't have the meter to break, you're losing like 
65 to 70 percent if you don't drop it because you're and it, it was you're locked in so they call it a trap there's really only one way out and you know in the grave or with breaker so that was like the litmus test for mk9 you either got hit by that move and thought this is the biggest piece of shit game i've ever played in my life i'm never playing this again nrs sucks i will never play another title and to be fair there's a lot of people like that or you got hit by it and go that's so silly i'm gonna play these games the rest of my life there's no there's no in between there's no one who's like you know what i don't you know i don't agree i don't agree with this design but you know what it's fine that i get hit by it it's either or you're either a lifer or you just hate it forever you want to subject people to the bullshit or you can't handle the bullshit Absolutely. MK9 was that kind of polarizing and we loved it for it. There'll never be another game like it. Um, much again, as I don't like that people hold on to it as this gold standard, you have to admit it was a fun game while it lasted. And the bomb trap is like a perfect example of why it was so goofy. Silly games, man. All right. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. And I think that that will wrap up the show. Uh, so kind of a long episode this week. So thank you for, for sticking around. If, if you listen to the full two, it was a, it's a long one and it's a heavy episode. So again, we, we want to mention that if you don't want to hear about yeah. violent crime, against women, uh, you know, violence against people of other, you know, different ideological backgrounds or different uh, sexualities or genders or anything like that, please feel free to just, you know, skip it. But I think it's important to talk about, and I really wish more people did. That's the only reason I'm on here. I hope somebody got something out of it. I know I, I said when I sat down that I'm comfortable and furious. Hope I didn't <laughs> alienate too many people. I, I swear I'm nicer in person. All right. Well, where could people direct their anger uh, on the internet? Sure. If, if you want to, you know, if you want to be a reply guy and yell at me, which again, I'm sort of used to at this point, you can follow me at, at King hippo 42. My website where I, the website where I post blogs, which hasn't been updated in a while. I've been, well, to be honest, I've just been playing Fire Emblem. That's just the truth. It's them's fighting words with two exclamation marks at blogpress.com or at blogpress.blogpress.com, wordpress.com. I'm sorry, wordpress.com. And you can find my blog post there. Um, and again, on Twitter, let me hang on a second. And these will, be, these will be linked in the show notes also. They will be linked in the show notes. Now, this is my brand. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, just remember, uh, Post Persona and Sailor Moon shit post memes <laughs> and clips. Long-winded full 240 character rant. Like I'm I'm beyond 180. When it was 180, I just moved on to 240. Full 240 character rants about whatever happens to be on my mind at the moment. And uh the third one, which I've since crossed out, but I think what I said at the beginning was that <laughs> it was uh Gosh, I don't even remember. So I guess you can follow me for those two things. And if you want to hear thing, you know, me get mad about politics or something, you can follow me on that. Um, I, I also I've been told I, I pull good gifts and clips. So, hey, that's something to look forward to. I guess that's a skill that I can market, I'm sure. So, you know, that's my brand, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. All right. And Beatles brand. Well, that was also, oh, that was that the, was, that was the, the, that was the number three fawning getting weepy about the Beatles. That's the number the number one was your number three. All right, folks. That yes. is a show. <laughs> <Beatles won. laughs>
<laughs> you can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter.com or hop onto our Street Fighter and make some posts. Try and be nice. Try and be civil to each other, please. I, it just makes my job much harder uh, if you're not. Don't forget about the tournaments on Mondays and Fridays. Uh, and of course, we will see you every Thursday with this episode of RSF Radio. So until next week, folks, take care. But until then, be good to each other, please, <laughs> for everyone's sake. Good games. Have fun. Come on. Let's go. Uh, cheers. Peace. Yeah. And also, Tanner, again, thank you very much for coming on the show and uh, speaking at length about the things that you are passionate about. I It has been a pleasure to, to hear what you have to say. So thank you again. Oh, thank you, Joe. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate anybody that gives me the time to do this. Again, I know it's a lot, but I, I hope it sparks a conversation. Hopefully a nice one. Probably. All right. All right, folks. Till next time. Take care. Peace.